0: hey guys welcome back to the anime collector and welcome back to the oca podcast that's the open chest anime podcast with myself and my co-host Anjobo agi
1: and remember for those for those new to this and those now hearing if you go on to twitter and do a hashtag oca podcast and ask a question we'll answer it for you
0: yep uh so far we've gotten i think three <laughs> so so get on that um uh, better make sure that I made this video public. I think I did. Yeah, um, should be. Just want to make sure because usually we've got one or two people in the chat by now. So we've got uh, kind of a, I want to say, a overly filled podcast, but we've got some stuff to talk about. So the first thing I want to discuss um, before we jump into pickups and everything is the YouTube partnership podcast. Uh, Program policy changes, which again, I'm just I'm just addressing it again because I still have until the 20th, which is like 12 days from now, um, and we are currently sitting at. Let me double check. We need a thousand subscribers by that date, and we are currently sitting at
1: 63 left.
0: Was it 63? We yeah, 63. we have. Uh, yeah, nine hundred thirty-two. So we need, um, we need some more <laughs> left uh, oh, to get 68. there. Yeah, sixty-eight um, to get there. And uh, oh, the uh, <laughs> the seventeenth episode of uh, of the OCA podcast has reached three hundred views. So that's the one that got yeah. demonetized because of the title. <laughs> um, got anyway,
1: demonetized because someone else was not on there. Because why? Because you were on the thumbnail, I'm the child friendly oh, person.
0: You're the one on the on the thumbnail. No, okay. So the last podcast got demonetized potentially because of the studio gisley comment, and then when I changed the thumbnail, it got remonetized. So once I changed it from me to Augie, um, it got it got remonetized right away. And I was weirdly. the one that said the comment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, hey, Reese. Okay. Um, so here's the thing. Um, back to the policy changes uh we only need we need you know like 68 uh more subscribers to to um to maintain part of the uh the policy uh i discussed this a little bit in the last podcast just for the record it looks like it's not going to affect the channel in terms of being able to live stream if we don't quite make it to that thousand subscriber threshold but i'd like to get there because what it's going to do is, um, like, let's just throw out a hypothetical situation. Let's say that I don't reach a 1,000 subscribers by the time the 20th rolls around. What's going to happen is that I'm going to be removed from the partner program, and then the day after, let's just say that I got to a 1,000 subscribers the day after I got removed from it. I don't automatically get put back in. Instead, I have to go through a review process, which could take, you know, I don't know, months to do, uh, knowing YouTube. And uh they actually have to go in and determine that my content is, um, advertiser friendly. So if they happen to randomly select the wrong video, like for instance, let's just say that they picked the grab bag videos. Um, and, and, uh, I personally don't think that those are non uh, advertiser friendly. I think that, uh, the way that we handle them is very, um, for the most part tasteful, <laughs> but, uh, let, let's say that d- depending on the, um, sort of subjective opinion of the person tasked with with reviewing the process, I might get (laughs) potentially disbanded from the partnership program altogether. Who knows? Right. So um, the best case scenario for me is going to just be to have those thousand subscribers uh, by the 20th, because then we can just gloss over the problem, not have to deal with it. Right. Um, So, If you guys want to help, obviously you can share uh, my content with people. You can just beg your friends uh, to uh, help me get to that 1,000 subscriber point. I actually want to get above 1,000 subscribers before the 20th because what I don't want to have happen is I don't want to have a huge wave of people who are jumping on just to help me. Then I managed to stay in the partnership program. And then hypothetically, let's say on the 21st, a bunch of people unsubscribe because they're like, okay, good. He got there. And then I go under a thousand and get booted out of the program. You know what I mean? So I'd like to get above that. Um, I was thinking maybe 1020 or so. Uh, but that's just that's just where I'm at. So if you have any alternate accounts that you know you use on YouTube or something uh, Like for instance, I use the anime collector channel to produce this content But I actually have a separate account that I use to browse YouTube uh, And it also is the one that I upload other content on for channels. I've had before this one um, So if you've got channels like that, uh, I'd really appreciate it if you guys could help me out by um by subscribing with all of your alternate accounts and again, sharing with your friends and everything, because getting us there is gonna, uh, it's just gonna smooth over things and, uh, have a lot less stress, uh, on my life. So I would appreciate that. Now, the second thing I wanna talk about, uh, is my Patreon, but I'm not actually asking you guys to go there. I wanna bring this up because I want to, um, sort of show an appreciation for, now, uh, first of all, I just wanna establish that, uh, there have been numerous people. Uh, that follow this channel that have been tremendously helpful behind the scenes. Uh, Reese is watching right now. You're one of the people that I would consider a very um, large contributor uh, to what we do on this channel. Um, Danny is somebody who's been with me, I think, since year one. And uh, even during huge gaps where I didn't have any content coming out on the channel, he and I were talking behind the scenes through email. Uh, and recently, Lee has been a tremendous help Behind the scenes uh, with the channel. And not only is he the first person to actually fund me on Patreon, but uh, the reason I want to sort of go out of my way to acknowledge that, you know, I appreciate how much work is being done is that without, you know, putting it in my face and like, hey, look what I'm doing for you. I've noticed, because I happen to be friends with uh, Lishansky on on Facebook, I've noticed him going out of his way to try to help me get to that 1,000 subscriber point, uh, commenting on posts that I just happen to see that he's commented on, and really going out of his way to try to help me get there. Uh, Not only that, he's also also offered, because he's going to a convention uh, on the 16th and 17th in his local area, to hand out business cards for the channel. So I just want to give a huge shout out uh, to Lee Shonsky and, and really just, I I don't know that you know we'd be able to keep the channel going without fans like that, that are actually there behind the scenes really helping out. Uh, and a huge shout out to everybody in the OCA podcast Facebook group, because you guys uh, really help keep the momentum going on this podcast. So I wanted to share that. And then I also, uh, just since we're on the topic of Patreon, I just wanted to sort of verbally establish this for people who aren't Um, already in the know about um, how we're handling Patreon. Um, Just for the record, uh, I have my stuff set up over there as a per video basis, not a per month basis, because um, for most months, uh, especially right now, while I'm just sort of dealing with a lot of work stuff, um, the only content that's going to be on the channel for the most part is just going to be the podcast. By the way, the podcast is not counted towards patreon videos just for the record uh the only videos that i'm going to actually pull uh funding from on patreon are videos that actually are ones that i sit down and work on you know uh podcast is something where we just sort of show up and have a good time so i don't consider it um worthy of that sort of funding uh now uh conversely um we're gonna have for um funding on the podcast if you guys want to do that once we get to a thousand subscribers we enable something called super chat uh so just just so that you know and i'm not suggesting that you should feel like uh you should feel compelled to have to fund the the podcast because again this is something we just sort of do um for fun and you know sort of show up and, and have a good time um that any funding that we get from there is going to be split uh, 50-50 between Augie and I, uh, unless otherwise specifically stated in the super chat that, that they, this person wants to send it one way or the other. All right. So I uh, just want to bring that up. And then in the uh, podcast group, um, if you go into the, the description of this video, there will be a link to the document that we're going to be pulling from for all of our articles and whatnot that's from the group. And actually, I just realized I recently changed the group to closed. So I wonder if you'll be able to see it if you're not actually a part of the group. So I'm, I'm not sure. Go ahead and check that for me, if boom, you guys, boom, if boom. anybody if anybody watching is not actually a part of the group. Uh, but I just, I've got some, that, uh, go ahead. How that
1: generally works is if it's closed,
0: mm-hmm.
1: if it's a closed group, we have to, the moderators have to approve the people to come into it.
0: Well, interestingly, it was an open group and we still had to approve the people. So I don't Fair know, enough. but but it uh, the way it turned out is that um, one of our members had requested that I change it to closed because they were tired of their um, family members getting on them for uh, for collecting anime, you know, um, because it's just not something that everybody sees the the intrinsic value in, you know. Um, so mm. I recently changed it to closed, and now I'm realizing that that might actually be a problem. So we'll 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 figure that out, and we'll get that sorted out. But if you go to that link, just because I don't want to screen share right the second, um, I've got some videos in the opening discussions. Number one is this month in anime episode number one. This is a video that FDD&M, uh, had Aggie and I guest on, um, so you guys can check that out if you want to. And then uh, I also recently uh, added just before the podcast started. Um, Mother's Basement's recent video How to Survive a Harem Anime Public Service um, announcement uh, and the reason I'm sharing that video is because not only was it edited by Mr. Nice Guy but sort of behind the scenes uncredited FDDM and uh, Auggie were both integral to getting that video completed because of their immense knowledge of harem anime yeah. now the last thing uh, before we jump into pickups that I just sort of want to discuss and this is this is, again, it's just stuff that there, – there really wasn't another place I wanted to put this in the podcast, so I'm talking about it now. I'm going to screen share for a second. Is Okay, so uh, there's an open letter from a professional translator slash subtitler um, that has been posted online. Uh, so this open letter is um, – uh, it's a letter that they sent to a large subtitling agency Uh, and I'm not going to make you guys read it, but basically the idea is that there's a particular company, um, that, uh, that this person was dealing with and this person's a professional. They've been doing this. They said, I think for 12 years, it says here. Um, and, uh, and, um, (laughs) I think Reese just left the uh, podcast group and then rejoined to test. (laughs) Um, but, uh, anyway, so they've been, they've been doing it for 12 years. So they're very skilled at what they're doing. and They um, recently did a job that took them three hours. And then when they went to see how much the payment was, it was only $3.83. So that's a little over a dollar an hour, right? And uh, basically, um, this was particularly just about this one company, which was called Deluxe Svera, I guess. Um, or maybe these are two separate companies that are both equally crappy, but, uh, but basically they were, they were sort of um, putting out the point that, that it's a very underappreciated part of, of the production of, let's say Blu-ray and DVD and even online uh, watchability is that companies will spend a hundred million dollars making a movie and then they, they want to skip out on on something as important as getting the subtitles uh, put out properly. So I just wanted to bring that up, uh, discuss amongst yourselves in the chat, and then we will, um, Augie and I are going to move on to uh, pickups for now. That's still How's strange. That
1: sound? Typically for a subtitler, unless you've got quite the profile and a ba- bachelor's degree, that's something that a master's degree typically takes over. So you uh, think For be-
0: subtitling yeah. or translation? Both.
1: Well, translation. Oh, did
0: you did you approve? Did yeah. you approve yes. um, Reese yes. back into the group? Okay. All right. I was trying to do that, and then I'm like, "Oh, he's not here." Um, so let me get this sorted back out. Now that I'm not, it's kind of uh, unfortunate. There's such a convenient way on a Mac to actually to set up. The, the podcast on a separate window, but then when it comes to screen sharing, I have to screw all that up. So, so he says to view the content, I think you have to be a part of the group. If it's closed Yeah, the closed group makes the ink, the link dump unavailable to non-members. Okay. So that's good to know. Um, so I will talk to the particular member later and see if we can figure out how to get it set up so that anytime they post to the group it only shares with people in the group and not their family uh, and then we can just open it back up to open and we can sort of s- solve that problem. So you re- you want to go first with the uh Oh yeah, oh yeah.
1: Pickups? Uh first an upgrade to something I have and that is Dirty Pair Flash. Ooh. Wait. Um let me I have it. the single.
0: Let me see it from the other side. The other side, the uh, flip it around. Keep going. So I want to see the the side that doesn't seem interesting, the part where you open it from, the part where you open it. Oh, okay, for a second, um, have I ever shown you my copy of Arjuna? It looks like dig a, that it, out. It looks like a Frankenstein hybrid of. Uh, it looks like basically. I'm not gonna grab it because I have to get it from behind the overflow. It looks like two DVDs glued together, but then on this side it has the uh, the plastic you go all the way over. It looks really weird. I thought that's what you had there. I wasn't Ooh. sure.
1: Anyway, no, that's not what I had. But that's that's good to hear for you. <laughs> so another eighty release. I'm slowly completing is uh, my dear, my beautiful Marie, my beautiful mm-hmm. girl Marie, which has no Bart barcode, but I think you can explain that. I can. Not only can I explain
0: that, I've got an incredibly good uh, prop to just dis- to explain it with.
1: Please show well, us.
0: It is under Tree of Palm. Where are you? Tetogen? Okay, so real quick, you said you're not looking for the Rhino version of, te- of, uh, of Gigantron?
1: Well, we, well, we can but, talk about that later. Yeah.
0: Those, are, those are the ones I have. I was just noticing. So let's see. Um... Should be over here.
1: Oh my God, there's a pillow in your way. There's what? There's a pillow in your way.
0: Okay. <laughs> okay, so here's why it doesn't have a barcode. In fact, I just so happen to have the exact one that that's from. Um. So actually, if I can grab my beautiful Marin, I think the other one I have has a barcode, and I'll explain why this is in just a second as soon as I grab that. Macross It's right next to me, <laughs> as always. Uh, nope, not, not right next to me. Close. Here's Mushishi, my love story. My neighbor Totoro, my Hime. Here it is. All right, so why does mine have a barcode and Augie's does not? The reason for this is because and I actually the reason I still have this in the shrink wrap like this is because I want to use it for a prop on the bootleg series uh, to explain this exact thing I'm about to go into. Um, so see how this says two DVDs for the price of one? Uh, they also sold these at Best Buy and, and places like that. with Instead of them shrink wrapped like this, they were shrink wrapped with them long ways, um, which is a little bit more like they've... I think they had problems with them snapping in the middle and the, them getting separated, and that was a huge fiasco. So they, they stuck with this style where they were put together this way. So you'll notice a barcode right here. These were intended to be sold as two for the price of one. So what ADV did is that they, they created artwork that didn't have a barcode on it so that Best Buy, for example, not calling out Best Buy, but just though, they were one of the major people selling it also fries, electronics and whatnot back in the day, but so that stores couldn't buy them cut them open, get rid of the, the shrink wrap, and then re-shrink wrap them and sell them for twice as much because they would sell them for the price that this is. They they basically double their profits. So what ADV did is they they put them like this, and then the actual barcode is, is right here. These themselves do not have barcodes. So that is why Augie's does not have the barcode. This particular one that I have here was purchased separate. This was before, this is from a release before they were bundled together like this. So that's that's the answer to your question.
1: Alrighty, And up next, a favorite, especially for the li- local libraries in your neighborhood, the discotheque release of Barefoot Gin, both movies.
0: Good stuff. Oh,
1: yeah. Another from discotech. Finally, is Z slash uh, S X ignition. What's it about? I don't know. Somebody show me. I'll watch it so- sooner or later.
0: That is the first thing I've ever seen that would actually go in a collection after Zone of the Enders.
1: <laughs> and finally, for waiting too long, like I think this was six months delayed. Probably for good reason is Lupin the Third series, series two, part two.
0: Yep, I just pre-ordered that uh, with Cinderella Boy off of Right Stuff.
1: Ooh, yep. There you go. I hope I'll get Cinderella Boy. And up next, going into the Manga Entertainment Library, is the Dark, myth. the Dark Myth. As it, Am I the
0: only one who enjoyed this? <laughs> I've heard, so people, I've heard so many people. I've heard so many people talk about this in such a negative light. It's not great, but it's fun. <laughs> yeah,
1: I'm not sure what it is. I'm assuming it's supernatural uh, mystery, but as you can tell with my my copy, it's used.
0: Yeah, well, For let me put it this way: like
1: super digitized right here. Yes,
0: I was going to say the uh, the cover of that uh, is a good indicator of how bad the actual transfer looks on the disc. <laughs>
1: And finally, after so many years of not knowing, I got Dengayo, which, sadly, this is perfectly sealed, mm-hmm. but with my copy, it's not virgin, uh, it's slain because of the barcode. Yeah, the punch. Yeah, well. They all punch. Yeah, but this time it felt like it hey, was on purpose. It,
0: really. At least it's a punch and not a slash.
1: Yeah. Along with that, I can finally say that I've completed uh, the Dangayo series, Ooh. which that was released by Viz Video. So mentioned before, they have Nadia, but now I also got Nadia the Motion Picture, which I've heard is bad, but I do not know.
0: Uh, no comment.
1: (laughs) And sadly for this week, I wasn't, I have seen, uh, my love story subbed all the way. I just haven't seen all the English dub all the way. I'm like three episodes left. And what stopped me was I went to see, uh, Shin Yu and I got, got the DVD from there. Just, well, I want to see an orchestra. So why not?
0: I, I hear it's different every time they do it.
1: That's what they say, but I have a friend. I'll try to go next year too. And that is it for my pickups for now.
0: What about your your DVD of My Love Story?
1: Oh yeah, yeah! I finally got <laughs> thanks to AC. I finally <laughs> got a copy of uh, my love story.
0: All right, so be- before I forget, I want to ask: Yes, you watched up to the last part of that, but let me see the inside Let's of that. 21. Can you, can you snap that open and show me how the discs are laid out? So they're laid out like
1: okay, this.
0: So it, so it is the same way. Yeah. These have um, a, they're not the same. Oh yeah. Why is magical yeah. cannon in there? <laughs>
1: what, right. Uh, what that? Yeah. I'm, I'm almost done watching that.
0: Why? <laughs> oh, did you, did you uh, flip out? You took it out of the DVD player and stuck the other thing in. Very okay.
1: much. <laughs>
0: Well, um, okay, so uh, first of all, the reason I asked him to do that is because um, it's not the exact same, but those are the same. They're close to the same uh, style of cases that the one-to-one bootleggers are using. Um, and the reason I asked about is, is, first of all, I bought mine from Stuff, so um, there's no reason to believe it would be a bootleg, but Sentai's, uh, and I actually haven't checked the disk yet in my method of determining, uh, but um, I plan on doing it doggy um for some reason the dvd that i played on my blu-ray player there was some really bad artifacting on the sort of watercolor ish gradients in the backgrounds um and then towards the end probably in the episodes you haven't gotten to yet uh, on the dvd there was some really bad uh artifacting on a character and it was it was really bizarre um, you know, where it looks like bad encoding for like an old like nineties MPEG you download off the internet yeah, kind of thing. Yeah. It just looks it looks it looks subpar for a modern day DVD release. So I don't know if that's um, is that common for um, for DVDs released by Sentai?
1: Uh, the issue that you're facing, it's kind of common between a lot of distributors because all this is being run through a machine. Mm-hmm. Machine be mass-produced, you're going to get errors yeah. every now and then. That's just the nature of the beast.
0: Well, it doesn't look like an error from the machine uh, because the way that the, the um, pits and lands operate on a DVD, the errors, A, would not sector out this way. They wouldn't, they wouldn't display this way. It looks like it's an encoding error. It looks like it's a bad bitrate or something um, okay. that's causing it. I, I don't know what don't know. it is specifically, but like I said, it looks like an MPEG downloaded back in the 90s where where you kind of see, I don't want to say pixelated, it's not the correct term. It's just, it's kind of mosaic y where there's chunks of those, like let's say 40 by 40 pixel range is like you can kind of see that it's blocky, you know? So I'm, I'm not really sure. Um, Anyway, I'm going to go on to my pickups. So, first of all...
1: we picked it up.
0: I bought a bundle pack of the quote-unquote skinnies. That's what Aggie likes to call them. Ah. So, I re-got Beauty and Warrior, which I think is an Indian. Um, All the uh, names on here, like producer Rudy Chandra and Sukuma Roma Dohon. I I don't know how to pronounce them all, but but these seem to be Indian names, so I don't think it's an anime. But... um, uh, Kima the White Lion, uh, Volume 2, this is um, just actually Kimba the Lion, and then Kimba the Lion, I think this is Volume 1, uh, this is a copy of Volume 1 that doesn't actually say Volume 1, there is a version that says Volume 1 on it, then Kimba the White Lion, released by Cartoon Classics, um, so this is actually a whole different skinny company I hadn't had anything from yet. Uh, and then the reason I got this is because I got some cool stuff that I didn't have before. So um, I've re-got uh, – let me go through this one first. Uh, Huck and Tom's Mississippi Adventure. This actually is an anime, by the way. Um, Space Thunder Kids got, got that again. Defenders of Space. Uh, this is the DigiView really? version, which I, this yep. is another duplicate I'm getting. But this one I didn't have yet protectors of universe so um
1: i think i have that one
0: this is yeah it's one i think this is one of the korean knockoff animes like uh yeah like all the other ones seem to be um now i I will go over these in the bootleg series as i've got an entire video devoted to this kind of crap um but uh yeah i don't think that they're technically i don't think anybody actually owned the rights to these when they released them at the 99 cent store now, um in now the, the podcast group, good.
1: Now for the skinnies of Kimba. I'm not Maybe. sure of the the right stuff release of it, but apparently
0: I, I should have gotten that. I don't have that yet.
1: I do have that, but apparently series two of Kimba the White Lion was released on skinny skinny for DVD, to my knowledge. I'm not sure if it's Maybe. part of the collection or not.
0: You mean the um uh, thin pack style like an yeah. art box with yeah okay so um if you've been on the uh oca podcast group you might have remembered me talking about not have. Uh, there were just a couple of of shows that i owned that i didn't have the um art box to and that reminds me i should grab something else because it's technically a pickup
1: you went to pick it up
0: this was actually from a while ago, but I didn't do pickups last week because of the fact that I was working a job in California. So, um, uh, one of the things that I discussed was the art box for Dual Parallel Trouble Adventures. It's pretty. It is pretty. Um, mine is, sadly, a little bit damaged, but it's, you know, I can live with it. Yeah,
1: it's kind of,
0: time. Yeah. Um, it's, otherwise, it's in pretty good condition. So, anyway. Uh, so yeah, Before that's we'll my that's my my one for dual And then there were two other shows that I was looking to get. One of them was the just the art box. I already own the show. Just one of the art box for J two the the sequel to Jubei Chan. Um, and I found a person on eBay who was selling it. They had the, the first DVD cover as the picture, and it was like a stock image. But then they had it listed as collector's edition, and they used the the product code, the UPC, um, the barcode number for uh, the one that comes with the art box. So it's the par- the barcode that is on the actual art box, right? Because that's what they scan um, when they sell it in stores, right? So I purchased it, got it for dirt cheap, thought, okay, this is great because they, they clearly went out of their way to use this barcode and label as collector's edition. Nope. Wasn't wasn't the art box. Just sent me a DVD one, complained, and supposedly got a partial refund. The third thing I was looking for, so I'm still trying to get that one. The third thing I was looking for is I've always, uh, I've had Key the Metal Idol for a long time, but I didn't have the art box that I knew was for it. So, I bought the art box only to find that the DVDs in here, I was just going to swap these out. Now I have to have two complete collections in my <laughs> collection here. The DVDs are completely separate, and these DVDs going back to what we were talking about earlier, don't have any barcodes because they are meant to be sold specifically with the art box. Uh, Because this was the box set of the time.
1: Uh, The actual discs
0: might be the same. Good.
1: I remember seeing uh, that same box set they had for like $12 being sold like back before, like almost a month before (laughs) uh, Bandai Entertainment went out of business.
0: Oh yeah. Um, So I uh, probably don't want to share that actually. <laughs> there's a there's a risque image there. I'm just gonna show
1: the uh uh okay. trying not to show the to booty.
0: Uh so this is the disc from the other one, obviously. So they're not the same. Um in terms of they might be the same actual on the underside, but the the covers are different. So anyway, now I got I got more stuff to go through, so let's not let's not get hung up on that stuff, but um so after Key, I also have recently picked up Mob Psycho 100, because I think this was going out of print or something like that, or maybe it was listed yeah, for cheap or know. something. There's um, a spoon. Yes, I believe the spoon is inside of uh, the Psychic Toolkit here. So um, when I was getting the articles ready for, for the podcast, so the stuff we're going to be discussing, I saw one about Mob Psycho 100 and I decided not to share because it, it wasn't that interesting of an article, but it made me think about something in the image, the particular image that they use in that some of the artwork in this very much looks like this show was animated in the 80s. Uh, and so I'm really psyched to, to sit down and watch it because uh, I, I really dig the art style. So I got that.
1: There's one guy in there up. that I swear he looks like Beetlejuice, but he's. starts off as a scammer but isn't later on Mm -hmm. but what else Um,
0: i i also got uh my hero academia season one i've pre-ordered season two it's just one of those shows i needed to get to the rage of bahamut i got this for really cheap on amazon for some reason this is the uh you know the um limited edition one It's not in the best case I've ever seen, but Amazon is going to have it back in stock in about two days. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to buy it again uh, for a lot more money and then return it using this one. Because um, the thing is that I bought the last copy they had, so I couldn't ask for a replacement. Uh, So this is just going to be how how I'll get the end up at the same place because they sent me a really junked up copy.
1: I Um, enjoyed that series.
0: Rage of Bahama. My my wife had seen it, so I've been meaning to pick it up. Um now due to a very strange uh sort of <laughs> a very strange sort of communication that Augie and I had uh well let me just show you guys I recently communication, picked up, I recently picked up Savage Killers and I want to know if anybody in the comments knows what this movie is before I even talk about it. You might recognize a certain character on here. Let me know if Real you guys Betty. know what that what that is. <laughs> um, and then the other stuff I got, is there something more? Okay, well, yeah, I got that. But so the reason I asked you behind the scenes, Augie, to have your uh, Tenchi Muyo ready is because I got this recently. I found a bundle on um, on eBay. Oh. Go ahead and show me yours.
1: I found, I found this. I've seen
0: this 100 times at, at Suncoast Video, And when I finally actually got it and held it, I'm like, this doesn't feel like I remember. It's thicker. There's no barcode on it at all. (laughs) So I want to see what yours looks like.
1: Well, mine is, I got this in 2012. And this is a really good camera. This is like terribly yellow tinted. Yeah, I can tell. (laughs) Okay. So yeah, you can definitely
0: tell.
1: And it has a barcode.
0: Okay. Why is yours thinner than mine?
1: probably reproduction
0: that's so bizarre like how thick mine is compared to his uh and i'm going to regret taking this out oh, this really, is terribly really.
1: i regret <laughs> you saying that
0: send send your love questions using hashtag oh on twitter <laughs> um this is what the inside of mine looks like um because the one that you that you were holding i think was about the size that i remember it being
1: well i wish it was that lovely but uh Mine looks more like what they would use for bootleg.
0: Yeah, no, that's so bizarre because yours is the one. I don't know. I, I you know, so behind the scenes, we should, uh, we should check the disc info and find out if they're the same or not. Because I almost feel like mine's not legitimate because I've never seen this before in stores. Do you know that, that they used to have a thicker one or?
1: It wouldn't surprise me being Genion,
0: mm-hmm.
1: or Pioneer. Yours definitely doesn't slide the same way as mine does.
0: It's it's quite difficult actually to get it back in there because
1: well, there's lip really in
0: there. Yeah, so yeah, maybe like maybe they realized VHS. this was a horrible design flaw. Actually, if anybody's watching, maybe you can let me know. Um, but maybe there's a horrible design flaw, uh, or uh, this is a horrible design flaw. Maybe they realized that and decided to start doing them the way Augie's is. Uh, so along with this, in the uh, um in the ebay listing which i bought strictly just to get that uh because i saw it from the front thought it was the the one that i used to see like the one that you have um and then there was this weird thing that almost looks like a vhs from the side uh but in that it also came with the tin for tenchi muyo Ryooki, which i actually am not a tenchi fan at all um i don't think it's a great show there's like maybe one series that i actually kind of enjoyed when it was on tsunami it also came with this Tenchi Muyo, which I'm guessing are OVAs. I don't know if are these the same thing as what I just had there. Uh, and then I'm, I'm I've now got three copies of all the Tenchi movies,
1: uh,
0: or these these particular Tenchi movies. There might be more. And then Tenchi Universe. So. I, again, I only it was cheap. It was cheaper than I would have normally would have been willing to spend for just the one that I actually bought it for. But it came with all that extra stuff. And then the last thing that I can think of that's on my uh, pickups, um, I picked up the uh, Iron Blooded Orphans uh, Gundam Limited Edition box. I actually uh, behind the scenes sort of made a deal with uh, Lishansky that I'm going to. I'm literally, I just got it for this and I'm going to send him (laughs) the, uh, you know, the rest of the stuff that's in here. Um, so he's gonna he's gonna pay me a portion of the cost of this just so that I could get that limited edition chipboard art box because uh, I can't I can't have that huge stuff in my <laughs> in my collection. Anyway, um, so before we move on to looking at the articles, I just want to remind you guys, even though I kind of just did it a second ago, if you have any questions for our Valentine's Day podcast, uh, particularly. Uh, questions about love, you can send them to us on Twitter using hashtag OCA Podcast, which I'm going to type into the chat right here, just so that everybody's clear on how you know it's all one word and all that stuff. So there you go. Um, anyway, uh, so you, shall we jump into the uh, the articles, Um uh, Real
1: quick, you so looks like you got most of the original Tenchi series via means that I would usually pull.
0: Uh, just getting a, a bundle pack on on eBay.
1: I'm um, just, just if, shopping around to find a good deal.
0: Yeah, I don't know if you can yeah, because I'm not like I said, I'm not too fond of the show. Um, but I also have so those two things I said were probably an OVA. I'm assuming is actually what this is.
1: Right? Uh, the OVA yeah, yeah, collection,
0: but these are these are different than those particular ones because these are the Funimation? Yeah, Funimation re release.
1: I'm not sure uh, if that includes all three pioneer. or just the two, and then they expect you get the third one.
0: Yeah, and then just to not actually grab the stuff I already showed you, but to show you just the other stuff, um, I've also got um, Magical Project S, the Mihoshi Sasami uh, one, and then a different box set that's not in the tin, which I actually like more, but I will determine, of Ryooki, right? and then yeah, that's uh, the third Tenchi
1: one. in Tokyo. So. Yep. yep. anyway, um, I'll get I'll to get to that onto That I have Dad, on to add onto that, I have the same almost the same thing as you have. I got all the series of Tenchi including the and uh El Hazard needed. El Hazard is that that's El not Hazard. Part
0: of Tenchi, right?
1: Not really. Okay. Duel is sort of related to Tenchi because of War Geminar. Yeah.
0: It, it takes place in the same universe as Tenji. It's a spin-off the same sort of way as, uh, let's say, Angel, not Angel Beats, Angel Links is is a spinoff to Outlaw Star. Yeah.
1: So and I do want to. I consider it a prequel, calling uh, Photon out.
0: Oh, it's yeah, because the and, yeah, okay.
1: And there's two nudie booties that he's done, Space Rugger or
0: Space Rugger ataruga or something like that.
1: Aruga and the one I don't yeah. have is Masquerade.
0: Masquerade, yeah, I think I have both of those actually. For that, for the exact reason you described by the guy.
1: To
0: it. Yeah. So, um, real quick, I just want to establish—I uh, don't know why I'm even bothering to bring this up—but the I have to go through and and use Gugon on all these because the person who owned them previously took off the 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 uh, end labels. Uh, Stickers, the and uh, this one looks like it got sat down on some red styrofoam, and there's like a bunch of hair crap on it too. Yeah, disgusting, right? (laughs) Anyway, I don't know why I bothered to share that. (laughs) So uh, before we move on, why why did that fit in a different spot but not there? Um, I want to go back to this because I realized I didn't bring this up. So nobody, nobody had any guesses.
1: It's a Gundam. Double checking.
0: I don't remember how much I spent on the Mahoshi uh, special.
1: I I do.
0: $10. It might actually have the price tag still on it. (laughs) I think it does.
1: It's going pretty good, that Mr. Guy. (laughs) I'm always mentally exhausted. Yeah, you got a better deal than me.
0: By the way, Old Man is here. Since I'm doing pickups, Old Man, I also got 12 Rules for Life, an antidote to chaos. I hope you've been reading it because it's phenomenal. Anyway. Uh, it's a call back to the episode where we talked about SJWs at Anime Expo. So going back to what this is, this is the movie that Kung Pao, uh, Enter the Fist, took scenes from. This is uh, Savage Killers, a.k.a. Tiger and Crane Fist. So uh, that is Betty or Master Pain from Kung Pao. These are like the, uh, the mannequins that he trained with uh, that had the diamond uh, s- sort of pyramid shapes on them the pyramid caps. Uh, and then this is the guy that Steve Odekirk uh, replaced in the movie. So really looking forward to, uh, uh, to checking that out soon. Um, Cause Kung Pao is one of my favorite movies. There's a lesser known movie called Kung Fu. Not nearly as funny, but worth checking out if you ever have a chance to check it out. Um,
1: Old man. Has there are the two print. prints
0: of that book. Mine's hardcover. <laughs> It just got released. How are there already two prints of it? You talking about the, uh, the hardcover and the softcover? Where would I even see that it was, uh, huh. I don't even know where I would look, but, um, yeah, the audiobook, by the way, just for the record, if anybody's anybody happens to be interested in this book that old man and I are talking about, um, the audiobook on Audible says, or at least when I bought it, said that the narrator was not Jordan Peterson, but it actually is Jordan Peterson. So um, definitely get it. It's awesome. Oh, they spelled Ethan Van... Sp- oh, spelled somebody's name wrong in the first print. Okay, cool. Um, wow. I don't know. I I got mine... Recently, because I've been listening to the audiobook um, during my drives back and forth to Arizona and California. Uh, so, let's see. We're going on to articles now. That's why I'm not in full screen. Okay, uh, you got anything you want to say before we uh, move on there?
1: Uh, that mecha guy said they got the limited edition, edition of Cabanari. Uh, the limited Kabanari edition. For, uh, standard price.
0: Well, for the price of, yeah. Um, we shared that. We shared that on uh, on the OCA podcast group, and then it then the pricing changed, and then it changed back, and I shared it again. So just saying, <laughs> it's always worth it. Always worth it to be a member of that group. <laughs> um, good stuff comes to those who are there. All right, so now I'm going to go over these articles. So the first thing we're going to talk about, we are doing Kickstarter slash crowdfunding news. Lishansky, I believe, was the one who sent this to me. Um, and I realized that Augie had sent it to me too in a anime news network article, but,
1: uh, somehow we, we
0: overlooked this. Yeah. Uh, I thought it, it was more appropriate. So blossom detective homes, the animated miniseries project, it has already met its goal of 60,000. There's 21 days left in the stretch goals. First of all, it looks like it's going to get to, according to this, looks like it can get to over uh, double its uh, goal. Um, perhaps close to even, uh, three times or more. I mean, obviously three times would be what, uh, 1800. So it's looks like it's going to get there, but I'm just, I'm thinking that this is more accurate right here this range, which is still three times. So that's pretty good. Um,
1: is there any pledge for hard copy?
0: Yes. Uh, $50, the lowest pledge that I can see that has a blu-ray. It also says includes making of on it. So I'm mm-hmm. hoping that, I don't know. Cause cause the rest of them, the ones above this, like $100 tier, doesn't seem to... It just says Blu-ray. It doesn't say includes making of. I'm assuming they're the same Blu-ray, but just to be safe, I got this one because I didn't care about the other stuff. Um, and okay, so I just want to go through... First of all, it looks pretty good. And Oh, hold on. I'm, my brain is alerting me that I, there is something...
1: Your spice. So is tingling. So it says tingling.
0: Director of Voltron and the Legend of Korra. So yeah, Steve on. But there's something about this uh, come on, brain. Who was it? Somebody noteworthy that I was going to bring up who was involved in this. Uh, come on. Some anime. And, no, it's not. It's not Steve on. It's the other guy. The other guy.
1: Uh, uh, who was, detectives.
0: I don't remember. Maybe. I don't know. But anyway, so the stretch goal. So the minimum goal is for episode two. That's 60,000 stretch goals for episode three is 120,000 episode 480,000. So this gets way out there, right? But this is going to be dubbed in Japanese. The English dub will come at 360,000. And I'll just bring this up. There's a lot of time left, 21 days left, and they're already, you know, at the main goal. It looks like they're projected to get pretty high. Um, so it would be cool to see this get uh, at least fully completed, and even better if they can get that English dub in there. So let's see um, how that goes. Anyway, you have anything you want to say about this? Here's I'm the, uh, glad, the
1: Blu-ray. I'm um, glad that you explored it more, because I, I'm not, sh- I didn't, I was not sure if this was just help me animate it so I can put it on a TV broadcast, or we're going pure OVA on this. Right. So I might join that as well.
0: Yeah, and you know the the art style is pretty good. And, you know, um, Legend of Korra and um, Avatar: The Last Airbender may not, uh, you know, may or may not, depending on how you you want to define it, may or may not be considered anime. But the art style, and the storytelling uh, sort of aspects, and the um, the background design, as as we're sort of looking at here, cannot be ignored uh, as being. Okay, good. I am sharing my screen. (laughs) Cannot be ignored uh, for just how breathtakingly, beautifully handled they are. So, um, really quite brilliantly put together. And I think it's
1: go down to the seventh section.
0: We are almost there. Ah, yes. These are the people. Um, Who was it? I don't recognize any of these people. That's names, a weird right? spelling.
1: That's a weird spelling of Sarah Huang. Yes. <laughs> oh.
0: Cool. Okay. So Voltron, Legend of Korra, Legend of Korra, Voltron. A former Ghibli background painter uh, has worked on some of the best feature films in Japan that include Ponyo, Secret World of Arrietty, The Wind Rises, and Summer Wars.
1: So it so might a pro- have watercolor
0: uh it looks like digital art to me okay but um it you can still get that effect you know but it looks digital is all i'm saying so here these are are decent, right you know anyway um is there anybody in particular that i was supposed to uh talk about in the seventh section go down or you were just Mm -hmm. saying that to help me that was probably like, your. No, that's you
1: Lisa's request, so I'm not sure. They all look like people who went to art school.
0: To me, yeah. <laughs> Yes, it does look like that. But uh, but uh, at the very least, what we can say is that, uh, and I don't want to play it just in case I get a copyright flag. But um, if you if you go ahead and check this out, the talent here appears to be. It, it, there there appears to be talent here. Let me put it this way. I, I went to school. I went to art school. I went to animation school. And uh, the vast majority of people who graduate the 2D, or, or first of all, m- almost everybody dumps 2D by the time they get into 3D because in order to be a good 2D artist, you have to be phenomenal, especially to be a concept artist. You got to be phenomenal or otherwise you're not going to get anywhere. And uh, this is a much higher quality than most of the people I went to school with. Um, maybe even all the people that I particularly... Saw that I went to school with. Uh, so anyway, um, next up, uh, got a couple more crowdfunding things to discuss here. Uh, so there's the It's My Life anime short uh, commences a crowdfunding efforts. So this is not a Kickstarter one. I'm just bringing it up to bring it to everybody's attention in case anybody in the chat has any uh, interesting information here. Um, the crowdfunding page is not... Um, kickstarter as you can see it's probably crowdfunding for a japanese uh release at the at the very best you know so yeah because you can see there's a dvd here but it's like i don't know it's who knows if it's worth it or not you know maybe but i don't know if it's not on kickstarter it's uh, i'm i'm less inclined to be following it because the, otherwise if i was to do this i'd never stop crowdfunding stuff you know what i mean oh yeah so I can, you kind of have to draw the line somewhere so there's that uh, and then you shared this article
1: yes, uh, which me. is a follow-up to one that we brought up in a yes. previous podcast
0: okay. I, I'm gonna go ahead and close out of this one and go to the one that I shared just cuz I like the artwork in it better <laughs> So go ahead and talk about it um, Do you have anything it's else you an want to say an about answer.
1: it or? Well, without seeing the article uh, pretty much it's an update as to how they're progressing to to create a,
0: a dormitory a, dorm, artists, a dormitory um, right for artists.
1: artists. I forgot what studio it is, but I believe it's a good idea considering how a lot of these people have to starve to get the to get at least a good start into it.
0: Yeah, it's it a, a very broken. Uh, it's a very broken um, system out there, and it and it probably will collapse at some point, uh, which I'm not necessarily saying is a bad thing because if it does collapse, then uh, we're gonna have less. We're gonna have less things coming out, but probably better quality things, uh, hopefully in the future. So, um, and I feel bad for the animators and stuff. I really do. But um, it's a a very broken system, and it needs to it needs to be turned upside down for it to uh, um, for it to get fixed. You know, there needs to be that sort of problem in order for it to get fixed.
1: I mean, you see the Statue of David, you can just go go see it for free. But if someone's recreating the Statue of David, David, no one wants to see it because they have to pay money.
0: <laughs> well, you know, Statue of David was sculpted by somebody who's no longer living, so their estate's not exactly taking uh, the payment for it, right? There's anyway, no,
1: there was no um,
0: back then. <laughs> But you get what I'm saying. So, anyway, uh, Crunchyroll announces dates and location for Crunchyroll Expo 2018. It's going to be September 1st through 3rd. So, if anybody's interested in that, it's gonna, also going to be in uh, the San Jose McHenry uh, Convention Center in San Jose, California. So I don't know if anybody's interested in that. Um, I've never been to it. I I wanted to go when they first started it um, just to have done it, have been there for the first one and see if it was good because, you know, not that far away from where I, I, you know, stay when I'm in California. So it would have been a bit of a drive, but it would have been worth experiencing the first time. I just don't don't have any idea what they're actually doing there, you know, other than the talks I saw on YouTube of Canepa's –
1: it's so weird. Why in the world is AWA in San Jose? That makes no sense. This is
0: Crunchyroll Expo.
1: Yeah. That's pretty much what AWA is.
0: Isn't oh AWA. I always get ALA and AWA mixed up.
1: Not the Wrestling Federation uh, one.
0: Anyway, I'm gonna move I'm gonna move on to uh, live action anime news. In
1: time I time, to get the second live action film premieres August. 17th in Japan
0: Any, Anything you want to say beyond that or should I move I know,
1: on? I know the first move movie has a really good Red Zaku And okay. that's about as far as I can go it this.
0: says well go USA will release the first film on DVD slash Blu-ray disc and DVD combo pack uh, and digital HD on March 6th. So uh, this could also go into release news a bit um, in that the first movie will be coming out over here released by well go USA. Next up um, bleach live action film reveals visual of uh, Hana Sugisaki as Rukia. Um, Never understood Rukia in anime. Uh, there's a lot of character designs in Bleach that I really dislike. Most of them are the female designs. I, I'm now coming to realize, actually, now that I take a pause to think about it, um, the one I hate the most is the hair on Urdi. But uh, I don't want to. Don't get me started on all that. So this is Rukia. The reason I'm sharing this is because uh, I, I scrolled down and saw this enormous sword, um, and now I'm curious to watch this movie. <laughs> I just want to see how they're going to handle. Uh, all the ridiculousness of Bleach and people like Kenpachi and whatnot. Um, so I'm kind of looking forward to that. Um, next, Blood Sea live-action film called Blood Club Dolls is slated for fall 2018. Um,
1: Blood Club Dolls so sounds like another marketing scheme for merchandise. Can't,
0: can't po- possibly be worse than the uh, other live-action Blood The Last Vampire, right? <laughs>
1: I do not know. I I finally got that, but that was a movie I was trying to watch on my birthday, but no, no, that was in select premium Theater, so I had to be stuck with Bruno. Oh, God. <laughs> I was not pleased whatsoever.
0: All right, so this isn't technically a live-action anime, but it is live-action, so I'm going to talk about it here. Same with the next oh, article. God.
1: That guy has a good idea.
0: Housewife takes pranks to a weird new level in movie based on Yahoo Answers post. And the the quote here says, when I come home, my wife always pretends to be dead, heads to theaters in Japan on June 8th, uh, 2018. I always forget that uh, Crunchyroll, as they should, puts the titles of all shows and movies into quotations. Um, Pardon my very noisy water drinking. Anyway, so uh, I liked that title, and I'm, I'm actually uh, interested to see this. I think it might be a, a fun watch, especially I, I love the article title that it's based on a Yahoo Answers post. So if you guys want to read more about this, um, either pause the video or go to the uh, the article that I linked in the link dump. And then the, the last thing in live action news I wanted to discuss was that Takashi Miike, um, who is the director, he's probably, in my opinion, the best live action director in Japan, um works on his second uh, Tokusatsu TV series for girls Maji Majo Pures. So uh real quick Takashi Mike is the director of Ichi the Killer by the way. Uh, and Zebra Man and a bunch of other great movies. But um I just got to say uh so when I first read this article title and decided to share it, I'm like yeah Takashi Mike working on Tokusatsu which is like uh Ultraman, you know, Godzilla like giant monster destroy the city kind of kind of stuff uh and then it's also like a magical girls thing and i'm like this this sounds hilarious uh just gotta say i watched the uh, little trailer here and uh not too interested in it (laughs) to be honest with you it looks it looks bizarre like takashi mikay seems like a very weird choice (laughs) considering what he's done in the past
1: hey hey that just guarantees that there's going to be action involved
0: yeah we'll see it looks looks interesting anyway um so but wait a minute! I have a
1: question for the OCA podcast. How can I do that, AC?
0: You can ask us on Twitter using hashtag OCA podcast. Hey, look, we got somebody in. Here. Oh, that was me. <laughs> that was me yeah. sharing it. <laughs> um, anyway, yeah. So you can you can ask us on on the uh, on the Twitters. Um, all right. So getting on to the streaming news, uh, Dinosaur King returns to US TV on February fifth. You shared this. What was interesting about this?
1: It's Dinosaur King, and it's, co- and it's being re-aired. What hurts is that there's not a hard release, but at the same time, more people can watch this fascinating show.
0: So it f- first uh, premiered on 4Kids Entertainment in 2007, and yep. so now it's coming back in 2018. <laughs> so... Um, you also had me share this uh, Tanuki and Kitsune anime shorts premiere on Friday
1: on YouTube. Yes, so
0: these will be available as well. You can watch those on YouTube. Uh, Crunchyroll is now going. Or pardon, Crunchyroll is the website. No, it's actually Netflix. Interesting that Crunchyroll <laughs> is promoting a Netflix thing. Um, it's called Agrets which is short for um aggressive retsuko uh and basically it yeah it's, as it says brings death metal karaoke to netflix uh from what i could see i was wondering if this was japanese netflix only but from what i could see it seemed like it was coming to uh worldwide so um the reason i'm sharing this is that i didn't realize this at, at the time um this is a uh, must be a reference to, to uh, Detroit Metal City because of the. Um, <laughs> i was the about to out eventually. But uh, the reason I'm sharing this is because uh, this character is from Sanrio, the company that makes. Uh,
1: Hello um, Kitty, Unico. Hello
0: Kitty. Yeah. So I thought that was really funny that they that they've got because they've got so many great characters and they just happen to like. Of course, they've got a character. It's it's a like a. Um, not a salary man. What do they call the women that work at the salary? Office as- yeah. Uh, associate. Yeah. So she, she's a female office, office associate assistant. in the county department. Yeah. And she's, um, uh, and she's, you know, it's, it's kind of a similar thing to, uh, the Detroit Metal City, basically. Anyway. Uh, and you know, I'm curious actually, uh, if this thing here is not referencing Detroit Metal City, but if it's an actual thing in Japan from a certain thing that Detroit Metal City also took it from. I, I wonder if it, if there's, if it goes beyond that.
1: Well, Hello um, Kitty did sure. cross over with Kiss one time
0: that is true and that is that was hilarious
1: i'm still kicking
0: myself over missing that baby doll concert or whatever um at anime expo that had kiss and that that j-pop band uh on stage together i wish i had seen that um new short documentary on revered street fighter illustrator akira akiman yasuda now online so uh, i shared this just i mean i'm obviously not, i mean i'll play a little tiny bit of it but um if you guys are interested, you guys can check it out. Uh, it looked like, as I as I was just showing you, that's actually the reason. I forgot why I wanted to show part of it, but I felt compelled to. Uh, it looked like he may have been involved in the animation of uh, the Street Fighter 2V uh, anime series or whatever that was. So um, I'm not sure if that was Street Fighter 2V. It might have just been the Street Fighter 2 movie. Who knows? Uh, but uh, Street Fighter yeah, 2V
1: is the anime series.
0: Well, there's, there's an anime series. Then there's the anime movie, the Street Fighter 2 movie. Then there's a, there's a bunch of Street Fighter anime. In- that's out there so i don't know i just saw chun li and I, I, my okay, favorite uh, it's nice. terrible it's terrible but my favorite is street fighter V. so um i that's the one i jumped to anyway but this is actually pretty interesting especially if you're a fan of like the udon crew and all that stuff um and, and you like the stuff it, it's a short documentary uh you might enjoy it so um i'm going to go ahead real quick and check the uh i'm gonna go ahead and stop sharing for a second and check check the chat. I don't want to get caught up real quick. Um, looks like there's not a lot to get caught up on. So that's good.
1: (laughs) Referring to the Kickstarter. Yeah.
0: Okay, cool. All right.
1: And the last one was (laughs) referring to the whole anime animation, animator bubble, I guess you'd call it. Right. Uh,
0: so, first of all, I'll just say it's not going to collapse and come to the U.S. It's going to collapse and come to Korea because <laughs> uh, that's already where things yeah. are headed. Um, it's just cheap cheap labor, cheaper labor than Japan. Like the standard of living and stuff, I think, is higher in Japan compared to Korea. That's why it's oh, yeah. that's why this is so difficult. Um, so, go back to sharing. Uh, theatrical release news. and By the way, Augie, you shared a bunch of stuff uh, today yep. that I already put in the article uh, cool, or, cool. or the link down. There,
1: so. but well, that's I only right. shared four things, but awesome. And, uh,
0: two of them had already been put in. Um, so, Mary and the Witch's Flower uh, as well as Ghibli films uh, are returning to U.S. theaters. So, um, good, good. Mary and the Witch's Flower is coming to um, with an English dub on February 24th and English subtitles on February 26th. And these movies are returning. So, Ponyo, uh, the Cat Returns, Porco Rosso, Pompoco, Princess Mononoke, Grave of the Fireflies, My Neighbor Totoro, Spirit Away, and Castle in the Sky. Uh, and
1: I'm curious it's to know so what Pompoco is going to be rated. Because what? there's a scene where they use their testicles to fight off the police.
0: Scene where they use them to fly, don't they?
1: <laughs> Using them to fly, use them to make rooms, <laughs> joke about them standing on it.
0: Yep. I don't know.
1: (laughs) It's, it's, it was, I just, I love, I love having ones cause it's like nature documentary, mockumentary, and
0: yeah, it is environmental
1: message blend into one.
0: And I love, I love how I have a DVD that is filled with animal testicles that has Disney on the spine. (laughs) Oh, yes. Uh, Yu Gi Oh! the movie is to screen again in U.S. theaters on March 11th and 12th. So, if you guys are they going to re release those
1: cards again, or is it just gonna here's the movie go watch it? I
0: don't know, that's a good question. Maybe,
1: maybe they have so many
0: cards left over, they're like, quick, send it back to theaters.
1: Um, I'll be surprised.
0: Initial D Legend film trilogy gets U.S. theatrical screening starting February 23rd. So, if you guys are keen on that. Uh, that seems like it would be pretty good. Um, this is one of the ones you shared with me that I had already added. Mind Game returns to U.S. theaters for a limited run in L.A. and New York City.
1: Why? <laughs> that reaches I don't know.
0: Home, oh, well, I'll tell you, well, I'll tell you why they're bringing it back. is because it's Masaki Yuasa who is... Um, Kind of famous at the moment with a lot of people who didn't know who he was before because of Devil Man Crybaby, which I think is greatly un, undeserved. I, I think that show was not as good as he thinks yet, it is. So
1: well. I I don't I'm I'm on more, it. agree?
0: So anyway, uh, if you guys want to read further on this, it's in the link dump. And
1: oh. but don't we feel special? We got the release that we got. We got a previous release without a barcode. Yeah. <laughs>
0: he's talking about the Kickstarter release for oh, yeah. who didn't pick up on that. Yeah. Yeah, at okay. least it didn't
1: take six years for it to be released this time. Yeah. Um, So now we are on to
0: anime news. Uh, Universal Studios Illumination to animate Super Mario Brothers film. So if you don't know what Illumination is, they're the people behind um Minions. Uh, yeah. Ooh. So I'm um, <laughs> like this news i was excited for this movie until i saw this i'm like oh and i don't know maybe the the actual animation ability is there but god do I, did i hate despicable me when i first saw the trailer for despicable me the, the teaser i'm like this looks phenomenal when it was just Gru and the in the arch villain guy or whatever when it was just them it was it looked like it was gonna be like spies versus spy look like it was gonna be a lot of fun and then they added in like his uh in the later trailers, they added in his like uh, daughters or whatever and also all the minions. And I was like, nope, don't want to see this. Um, eventually saw clips of it through like just existing around uh, having a kid uh, and I just can't stand uh, the whole thing. I'm the um, opposite. So anyway.
1: that. It was the initial trailers that steered me away. Then when some of my friends got me to watch it, I rather enjoyed it quite well. And you say spy versus spy, but that's pretty much what movie three and ends up kind of being
0: well i'm not going to sit through movies uh one and two fully to get to movie three um but uh yeah but again this is just this is just the studio we'll see what they're capable of doing i'm definitely going to see this uh this movie i just you know uh, i'm actually i'm actually psyched that super mario brothers is getting a film there's a lot of ips or intellectual property in japan that are game related that are grossly underutilized in the anime market you know in the in the you know movies 3d or otherwise anime oh, yeah. market um there are things like for instance um there's a bunch of resident evil cgi movies right um those are are fun they're really fun to watch um silent hill has some live action movies that came out over here um and uh i i'm I think that Silent Hill is one that could greatly benefit from an actual anime adaptation, um, if they if they handled it properly. Um, there's a bunch of products over there. Metal Gear Solid can make an inc- I mean, Metal Gear Solid pretty much is a movie uh, with <laughs> it's a movie with some gameplay in between. Um, but you get what I'm saying is that there's a lot of products over there that could make some great.
1: Um- you get, and then you get into this other area of we have video game anime, but we haven't released it over here like. There's a huge Hudson soft series that hasn't touched over here, but it's been in one of those sub licensors for a while.
0: Well, like there is Mario anime Kirby's, movies, Kirby's actually a good example of a, of a big IP in Japan that is based from video games. that has a ton of anime. So I guess, I guess there's a, it goes both ways. Let's say it that way.
1: Um, you asked me about man yes, yeah. so this is Soul Taker, but... Soul, not, the mon- not
0: Soul Taker. Not Soul Taker. What is it called? Soul... Hunter. Hunter. Soul Hunter. Hunter. Soul yeah.
1: Hunter. But the manga uses the right, Hoshin yeah. yeah, Engine title. Hoshin Ingi. And that's the reboot. Right. With all the different English cast. Yeah, and I've heard...
0: That this is not as good as the original But I've also heard that the original Wasn't that good but you say the other The otherwise so I don't know I haven't I don't seen know it believed. yet but
1: it's on my list to watch
0: Well um, just to clarify. Original. Yeah I was going to say just to clarify In case it got confusing with the word jumble I just used Augie has seen the original He says it's good I haven't watched it yet My friend who gave me his DVDs Of it said it wasn't good <laughs> So I don't know I'll have to sit down And watch it for myself dum, dum, Um dum new legend of galactic heroes anime reveals music staff post main theme uh oh they post the main thing did they change this article or did i just miss that before so the reason i'm sharing this is because the uh composer uh for attack on titan and recreators is composing the opening theme song binary star uh as part of this project and um uru mobile suit uh gundam iron-blooded orphans and live action uh Konodori is providing the vocals and, you know, anyway, so if you guys are interested in it, you guys can check all this stuff out. Um, I have these light novels in there. They're boring as shit. I'm just saying. Um, but uh, the reason that but I I'm shared, really looking forward to seeing the show.
1: Good. The reason that I shared this article is it's more news about the new series. And I haven't heard, right. heard or seen that, any of it in that a long is, while. Uh,
0: yes, that is important to distinct. This is been, the new the, Legend of the Galactic Heroes.
1: And I believe the production's been pushed back for a couple of times. So we see Wang and uh I forgot how to pronounce his name.
0: Give me a second. It's coming to me. Hold on.
1: Oh, there it is. Uh Reinhard.
0: <laughs> Oh Reinhardt? <laughs> I was I was remembering the annoying way that they discuss him in the audio book. Eh, Cokeys, come here. You know, it's so annoying. Mm-hmm. Um but uh yeah, Reinhardt. So, so how
1: is the um, version of the Persian War?
0: Well, I got to say, the books are so flippin' boring. They are so, so long. And it's it's like, I describe it as being like reading the parts of the Bible, where it's just chapter after chapter after chapter pepper of and seth begot you know and it's just, it's literally just the the lineage for forever and you're just like this is so freaking boring and then yes. action happens and it lasts for like a, it lasts for like a sentence and then it's over again you're like oh no back to the melodrama uh,
1: so for I, me I have if been you're going
0: out of my skull.
1: so for me if you're going to watch the anime series my advice is to first watch the two movies two anime okay. movies and skip the first three episodes. Okay. Then continue watching the main um, series, then go about guiding how you wish.
0: For the record, I will just say I am actually really excited to see the anime. Uh and regarding the delays you were discussing here, um they've got kind of a a big but they've got some big shoes to fill.
1: Oh yeah with oh, this yeah. new
0: series. You know, so, so I'm I welcome the delays because I'm I'm hoping that they're being utilized uh, properly to um to, to just I just hope that they I hope those delays to better the series because I, like I said they've got some big shoes to fill and in Hollywood it seems like when you have big shoes to fill and you make a reboot or something um, you just keep making it worse uh oh, in yeah, Japan, just it it's dumb. not always the case we'll just see yeah well, they make it dumber because the audiences are dumber now um but uh yeah so uh, you have anything else you want to say or should i move on to the
1: next article oh uh, i can't wait to see it i would love to own it put it in my collection uh, i might get the chart, light novels right? in the <laughs> later but yeah i'll wait for that to happen but moving forward
0: that reminds me, you guys might have seen on my Twitter that I recently read the manga version of All You Need Is Kill. The reason for that is because I went to, uh, so I've been driving back and forth to California and Arizona a lot, especially the last month for work. Um, and uh, I went to Costco to get my tires rotated because you, you once you do tire stuff there, you kind of have to keep going back there because they fill them with nitrogen um, instead of whatever they normally need
1: oxygen in
0: there to kind of keep coming back there but the nice thing is that if you're a costco member uh, entire rotations and refills are free um but um anyway i had to go back there and and it took them like they had like a three hour wait time um so i didn't i couldn't go anywhere i just walked across the street basically to barnes and noble and uh and sat there and read the entire (laughs) the entire manga of uh All You Need Is Kill, which is a manga I already owned. Um, So I've I've read a manga this year. That's something that's new that I didn't do last year. (laughs) Um, Anyway.
1: But AC, what if I have a question for the podcast, and it's in the middle of the week, and the podcast isn't live? Where can I ask a question at?
0: Well, (laughs) the two places you can do that. If you have a question, you can send it to us um, through the podcast group which is obviously on Facebook and available in the description of this video. If you have something you'd like us to discuss specifically on the podcast um, regarding just questions or whatever, you can send them to us using hashtag OCA podcast on Twitter. Anyway, back to Nelvana here.
1: Nelvana.
0: So for some reason, I always confuse Nelvana and Navar, which is the company that used to own Funimation. But they are two separate
1: companies. I always remember um, Novella. Navana, liked that because Nivella looks like it's almost spelled as vanilla. And the polar bear just reminds me of a Klondike bar, apparently.
0: I think Navarre also had a polar bear, didn't they?
1: I would not know. I remember that weird Texan flag reshaping for the Funimation logo.
0: Oh yeah, <laughs> that's what
1: that is. Yeah, that's the um, flag.
0: <laughs> that's funny. I didn't think about that until just now. Um, one time, I looked up Navarre, and I was just curious what else they had done, and I found a really bizarre live-action movie. I should have bought it. Um, I'll have to is look it, it up again. Is it I for don't Chucky remember what it is. No, no, no. <laughs> it's a live-action Japanese film, and it was. Had a very creepy, there's a lot of creepiness to to it. I don't know. It was about like a like a high school girl. I couldn't tell if it was actually porn or not. It was one of those, you know, where like the, the subject matter was so risque that you're like can't tell if this is actually porn you know so anyway but it was a it was a Navarre product i have got the I think I bookmarked it at, at one point somewhere so anyway um so what's going on here not even talking about Navarre but Nelvana and Sumitomo um uh Nelvana the Sumitomo I partner,
1: Sumitomo was an electronics I thought, a, company I hate the it way the the,
0: ever does so, Nelvana and Sumitomo partnered to co-produce anime with Aikatsu's Shigeki Fujiwara. So there it's kind of like what I guess what Netflix is doing, um, where Nelvana recently announced a collaboration with a collaboration with Canadian toy and media company Spinmaster and anime studio TMS Entertainment, which makes Lupin, for the planned new Bakugan television series. So I guess that in order to sell more toys, they are putting forth some money to get more animes uh, made. Regarding the things that they're selling. Sumitomo Corporation currently has a strategic partnership with the Churnin group uh, to expand into the media and entertainment industry. The churning group acquired a majority stake in Crunchyroll in December 2013. Crunchyroll and Sumitomo Corporation um, previously announced a partnership in October 2015 uh, to create a company focused on funding anime co-production projects. So interesting. Uh, it'll be interesting to see where things come out of this.
1: So, will we see more of these? To- Sounds like they're trying to prepare the toy line to, to revamp and restart up again.
0: Yes, um, and I'm just gonna I'm just gonna throw this out there that uh, Canapa absolutely nailed it when he made that uh, video and that article he wrote uh, for I think it was for Crunchyroll actually, and I think it was the talk he gave at Crunchyroll Expo, Crunchyroll Expo regarding anime as a global medium. Um, I think we're definitely entering that thing. In fact, there's something in, in the news we're going to talk about that is so bizarrely funny relating to that exact topic, but we'll get there uh, when we get there.
1: It's strange so, how, kind of similar to Bakugan, Battle Beatamon had like multiple airings on U.S. television stations, but never had a hard release over here.
0: Bakugan has a hard release over here? Yeah,
1: not the whole thing, but...
0: Yeah, I've only got like four discs of it. It was another situation like um, uh, the Tenchi stuff where it came with a bundle I was buying. Uh, so anyway, uh, Tatsuki's uh, Keifuku-san DVD release delayed due to massive orders. Um, so this I found this interesting because it says, Independent Original Short Anime has still ranked number one on Amazon Japan's anime DVD ranking. Former Kimono Friends director Tatsuki apologizes for the people who have pre-ordered the Five-minute DVD of his previous original short anime, Keifuku-san, on Amazon uh, Japan. Is that ridiculous? Like, I mean, I, I don't think it's ridiculous that you would buy a DVD that's only five minutes long. I mean, it is a little weird. Probably would be cheap. But the fact that the, the, the DVD release is delayed due to massive orders is pretty impressive. <laughs> what did you think?
1: Uh, I want to say something real quick. Satan, triple six, three, six. Oh. Uh, I do apologize for last time. I did not mean, mean to do that. I thought you were someone else, sadly. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, so just in the... case,
0: uh, yeah, to, to clear this up, because he might not even know. Okay, good. Yeah, Ooh. I wasn't sure. Um, yeah. And mm-hmm. I'm, the offer still stands. If you hit me up later, if you want a, uh, if you want me to donate to you a year of, uh <laughs> of, <laughs> It's always funny when he's here because of the things that gets people to say, Um, if you want me to donate a year of uh, um, anime news network subscription in your name, I would be happy to just uh, hit me up later um, with your login username or whatever. And I'll donate one to you as an apology for Augie's gross mishandling of his admin privileges. Um, Anyway, have there, uh, since we're looking at the chat right now, have there been any, um, looks like there's been a lot more chat coming in. Has there been anything worth,
1: uh, so yeah, worth... pretty much balls.
0: Balls? Okay, balls. that's good. Yeah,
1: balls there's talk. some other co- stuff too if you want to look send, through it.
0: Send all your ball talk to us on Twitter using hashtag OCA podcast. Uh, anyway, um, am I still screen sharing? Yes, I am. I don't, yes. I'm having a really hard time remembering if I am today for some reason.
1: I still have, um, con- tiger and Bunny TV. i <laughs>
0: Tiger and Bunny, a TV anime director, has been asked not to tweet about a certain title. So we've been talking about this little controversy in the last couple podcasts about how the new Tiger and Bunny TV series does not involve the original director and that the original director was not even asked, uh, not even considered uh, when it came to like uh, involvement, right? Now, right. what I think is interesting about this is that the director is the current director, being asked not to talk about a certain title i don't know what it is i I didn't i honestly i read this actually but i just i didn't i don't remember if they actually said but uh but this guy down here i believe is the original director uh and he was saying entirely different things so i don't know i thought this was it seems interesting, but this is a similar, but very different situation of having some big shoes to fill because for whatever reason, tiger and bunny is ranked number one as the anime, uh, for the last like 50 years, um, according to Japan, uh, who voted on it, that this was the hands down. I mean, it was like Tiger and Bunny, and then like another show re- related to Tiger and Bunny is number two. You know, it was like it's crazy how much Japan loves this show. So there's a lot of. It's weird that there's so much controversy over it. Maybe it's intentional <laughs> to uh, to hype the show. I don't know. It's just it seems weird. You, have you need you to watch the show one
1: day because you're really missing out. Yeah.
0: I, I would like to. I would very much drink like, like diet
1: to. Diet drinks. So you got Pepsi Max and I there. don't
0: drink diet drinks. Diet drinks are poison. Stay away from aspartame. Uh, French comic Radiant gets TV anime on NHK ETV in October 2018. So going back to what we were discussing about anime being a global medium, this is another example of Western-ish properties, France, you know, um, being adapted into anime. Uh, you can tell that it's already very clearly... Well, I don't know about the... Where's the comic art? I don't know. But um, I'm assuming that the comic was already uh, pulling heavily from anime in general in terms of the style. There, It's yeah. less of a comic and more of a manga, let's say. But um, yeah, I thought that was interesting.
1: Still that, pseudo uh, or another... baguette manga.
0: Well, uh, just to be clear, um, there's... This isn't anything new. A lot of Western properties. Um, the borrowers got turned into Arietti. Um, Tales from Earthsea. I mean, freaking half of Ghibli's films are are based on Western-ish. You have, uh, you have
1: uh, Witchblade being Witchblade.
0: Yeah, very true. Another good example. Um, so anyway. Uh, and then uh, last, maybe the podcast before that, I can't remember, because last podcast is the one I was about to go into work. By the way. Uh, that, that last podcast where I was in California, I had to go to work that next day and I was really tired that whole time. Um, I got into work expecting to manage a live stream and instead, uh, I was tasked with painting kiss makeup on, uh, on the people who were um, running the, uh, the gig. So that was an interesting day for me. Um, it was actually, it was actually very interesting. Uh, appropriate too that i was given the task of painting um the gene simmons kiss makeup on my boss because when i was in high school i actually painted a mural of just gene simmons from kiss and i did like all these different uh like the the all the different times that the makeup had changed slightly and including like versions of him where he showed up in family guy and stuff yeah i did so i was i was the perfect man for the job they're lucky they had so, me so
1: I said you really um, enjoyed um uh the live action movie of, um, Detroit. Maryland I very State.
0: much, I very much did. Yes. <laughs> I thought that that was so, I was so unbelievably, uh, it was just one of those things where it's like, I, I pretty much bought that movie because of that cameo. Um, anyway, we've, we discussed that on that podcast. Um, it is I forget the num the number, but it was titled Go to DMC. Uh, anyway, so back to this. So I in in a previous podcast, I don't think it was last podcast, but I I showed you guys two shows where I was just bringing them up because the art style was intriguing to me, and I felt like uh, it was a show that I, I was going to be talking about more uh, in the future just because the art style. I don't know. It just spoke to me artistically in a way that I thought I was going to enjoy the show. This is just another situation like that. Um, I really dig this art style. I I can't wait to see how it's handled in the actual anime um, because I'm guessing that this is uh, artwork from the manga here, but um, I'm hoping that we get another style similar to how it was handled in My Neighbors, the Yamada's. I think that would be really cool. Really dug the the artistic um, approach to that movie, uh, and I'm hoping that we see this sort of style handled again.
1: Oh, yeah. It kind of reminds me of uh, what's darn it about I mining. beyond I no yeah, i'll i remember the title later
0: is it one of the is it beyond the universal or that, that thing that's uh,
1: beyond the not uh, beyond the boundary has not a key in it wait i tweeted about it let me see about my Twitter I think Twitter if I have a question for the OCA podcast where okay. do I go I think,
0: I think we've uh, beaten that to death nobody's going to they're just going to they're just going to be tweeting at us at OCA podcast in order to um to get us to shut up about it Um anyway so I'm going to I'm going to move on to manga news now actually I'm going to I'm going to skip this one and come back actually not all of these are pretty much ones that you're going to want to talk about
1: Yeah 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 Some So finally right, we just going to let you So, monthly text to mix manga is going to release, is going to launch in April. So, if I'm thinking about this correctly, or if I can recall, this is either going to be re releases of his anthologies or different stories with these Mm -hmm. characters, or it might be someone trying to recreate the same style. That guy's missing a candle on his head. I love Kimba. This guy? No, no, no. Uh, young Kimba. Young Kimba, not Ham Egg.
0: This guy. Oh, there's a Kimba guy. here. Oh, okay. <laughs> anyway, um, anything
1: else? Oh, uh, Well, I see a VHS series that hasn't gotten a re-release on the DVD. Uh, Gold Magma. In the background. This guy? Yeah.
0: This is this might be my favorite drawing today. <laughs> I just love this um, let's face. Well, the flowing hair.
1: What else can I identify? Well, so you have Big black X. Egg, you have Kimba. Jack. Kimba. Um,
0: Astro Kimba's, Boy.
1: Astro Boy. Daddy Warris. Uh, you have Marvelous Melmo between Jack and what, his What was this one again? Dororo. Oh, that is Dororo. Okay. I've in never seen Phoenix. it. I the black and white. And that's either... Uh, in. Above Princess Knight with her fairy psychic. That's either uh, uh, Uren or Jetter, Jet Jet Jetter or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, not sure and this about.
0: This is Piyoko, right?
1: What? Is one this Piyoko? Yes, yes, that's her. Then we have uh, Dr. But elephant.
0: It's- it's funny because so much of Tezuka. I mean, obviously Astro Boy is an is an example of one where they drew it basically the same way as Tezuka did. But a lot of like um, a lot of what I've seen of Blackjack doesn't really look like this because the art style is different in the uh, in the way that I've seen it. You know what I mean? Like they oh, changed yeah. them up a little bit. Um, I think
1: the Ducks So Kimba would be
0: another example of like this, and Not I'm just sure, sure.
1: Uh, in the Hercules Boy oh, is. Three.
0: Anyway, it doesn't matter. We're moving on. Um, Locke, the Superman yeah. manga creator, Yuki Hijiri, recuperates after resuscitation. Uh, so, what happened to this guy? He died mm-hmm. and got resuscitated? or
1: <laughs> uh, He was ill for a while and apparently he's come back to life. Thank God. Went
0: into cardiac arrest. He was work. resuscitated went into a coma, then underwent heart surgery. He was hospitalized for two months and recently left. He undergoes rehabilitation every day because he still is unable to move his body as before. He asks his fans to wait for the return of Lock Superman. Now, the most interesting thing about this, I had no idea Lock the Superman was still getting manga. <laughs> I thought this was a long dead show, or long dead uh,
1: series. No, no, it's still going. I mean, Bur- I mean, look at Birdie the Mindy. It didn't stop in the 90s. It continued on, and the guy struggled, even after his Decode movie, to finish his work.
0: Well, good. Uh, you know, good on him for still
1: waiting for sisterhood.
0: Anyway, I just thought that this was uh interesting. You're the one who shared it, though. But
1: made uh, into the abyss. I- that was the manga, or that was the series I was talking about.
0: Oh, okay. Is it um Watamote manga co-creator oh co-creator, co-creator. for
1: breaks left breaks arm. left
0: arm and bicycle accident. Uh so this is news. This is totally news, guys. May need surgery. Um is he left-handed?
1: <laughs> Man, I'd put money on he's he's not American.
0: <laughs> I just I like how I the just, guy in the
1: coma is not considered news, but a guy breaks his arm on a bicycle accident is considered news.
0: Oh, I was joking. I was oh. I was being sarcastic because <laughs> i don't think this is news <laughs> i just thought it was funny that this got a i mean i don't know maybe there's more to it if it's the if the person is left-handed first of all i saw it as co-creator i'm like oh okay so it's even less news <laughs> um anyway i haven't watched uh is it Watamote or Watamote it is Watamote right
1: Watamote um okay i'm liking the manga currently because it cause now she has friends with her okay so yeah. I would love to see another series of it. I mean, it's I, streamed wildly it. in the I U.S. I really want
0: to see it. Yeah, I really want to see it. I just haven't gotten around to it. All right. One Punch Man artist Yusuke Murata to launch manga based on Back to the Future. So that's going to be interesting.
1: And he already failed because it's not weird science.
0: I think, I. you know, I, I'm, I'm actually very impressed with the art style here oh yeah that it that it is very clear who these characters are this one not as much but i feel like from different angles might be
1: okay oh, But like, this, you this, look this, like this is not to me the rendition the
0: unbelievable right oh yeah i'm so psyched for this this is gonna be he's amazing got, i hope they turn it a, a long into way a, i hope they turn it into a uh, uh, anime series that would be such a sick uh thing to see is an anime so this series guy man. went to
1: I um, Shield 21 which is random if, random with yeah. the art quality to one punch man which apparently he was going back to college to strengthen up his skill which shows and now well, he's doing what's things. interesting
0: about that is that one punch man is actually was was a manga created by um it was a web comic yeah it was done drawn intentionally kind of shittily uh, and then they they gave it they redrew the whole comic in like grotesquely awesomely detailed ways, right? So oh, yeah. it's a very interesting story behind uh, One Punch Man and how it's created. Um, now, in terms of game news, um, I wanted to share this Shadow of Colossus remake trailer highlights uh, the story. I disregard the uh, the title. I don't really care about that. I just want to show you how freaking amazing this looks. I, I love this game on PS2. Um, it looks phenomenal. Like I, I honestly might want to get a PS4 just to play this again. Some of it looks looks like they could have done better. How they're handling the physics on the hair and and this—it looks like it's using the same physics engine from the PS2 with higher topology. But um will still have the same glitches as before. Yeah, that's that's also I was funny you mentioned that because I was wondering that too. It looks like it's it. What's interesting about it is that it's. It's better in ways that are very subtle, you know, like if you hadn't played, if you were to play this and then go back and play the old PS2 one, you might, you know, you'll probably really notice where it's changed in terms of some stuff, but it's handled in such a subtle way where the actual gameplay doesn't seem to have changed at all, which I think is pretty impressive. So anyway, um, it's in the link dump. Go ahead and check it out. Uh, Next up, we have release news.
1: Ooh, what's going to be out? What's going to be out?
0: IDW to manage Tokyo Pop's foreign rights for non-English markets. I don't know why I put this.
1: It just words. shows how powerful IDW is.
0: <laughs> what does IDW stand for?
1: Uh, I don't know. Independent work. They're they're the comic company that's doing like uh, Ghostbusters, the newer Ideas Sonic the design comic.
0: works. They're doing what Ghostbusters and whatnot.
1: Yep, whole bunch of stuff. Uh, Ultraman. Transformers, they if the heck, even their game line's pretty good, especially Machikoro. Or for me, that's a, that's one of their better ones. Interesting. Um, Disco
0: Cyborg 009 anime license includes God's War finale. So that's cool. Um, I know Justin Civecas, uh has been tweeting about this nonstop about the work that he's doing on this. They have all these um, masters coming to him that he's got to clean up so It's it's it's. I believe he is described as the most ambitious project ever undertaken uh, by his um, authoring company. Um, so I'm. I, it would be worth owning just to see all the work that goes into this, you know, come to fruition. I think it'd be really interesting. They've got, there's like a whole bunch of different audio tracks. and It's um, unbelievable how much stuff is coming out there. I wonder what Discotech's going to do.
1: I'm wondering uh, to if he's going to make a documentary about all this.
0: It would be cool. I don't think you would, but it would be cool. I would like to see that. Um, so uh, you have anything else you want to say before I move on?
1: Uh, speaking about the stuff they's they's been showing off he's also showing like the different master master mixes yeah. some tapes are not good as some are better the it's it's still baffling that they didn't release this back then and we're getting it is all they, well this I work. got
0: some of it but yeah yeah the whole thing didn't come out and and it's the the cyborg soldier which is the uh, not the black and white one from 1979 Oh wait, what from nineteen
1: sixty eight? Yep, we did, get, an old we did get a VHS or two of the or of the middle one that you showed.
0: Yeah. Um, well, we have DVDs of this too, but they're not not that many. Yeah, There's DVD one, DVD two, edited, uh, uncut. That came with both, um, and then there was a uh, like a combo of of the edited ones. So. Anyway, um, Funimation's Miss Kobayashi's Maid Dragon Blu-ray DVD combo or whatever includes the OVA episode. It's not dubbed, though. That's what's yeah.
1: That's, that's what I'm weird. hearing. It's because Crunchyroll has the license to it, and I don't know why. Maybe it's the whole two-year rule or something. Mm. But I
0: kind of don't know, care.
1: Like Funimation's. <laughs> I'm probably gonna watch a the show an hour, but I don't know.
0: Um sentai filmworks plans legend of galactic heroes home video for 2018 so this is the original legend of galactic heroes that we're talking about now yes not the new legend of galactic heroes so that's th- this year i'm psyched oh, yeah. about that i'm really looking forward to getting this um how long is this show it's pretty long right
1: uh yeah pretty long um uh... It the OVA spinoffs to this is like 74 episodes. How many episodes it is? I think I know almost 210.
0: So, while you guys are here in the chat, which I'm about, we're gonna take a break from uh release news before we go into miscellaneous and all that, um, and catch up on the chat. I want to know when this comes out, would anybody be interested in us doing, let's say, 10 episodes every pod, like if we were to like sort of watch it together, but not really do it as a um, like a watch club, but just sort of would anybody be interested in sort of watching this along with um, like, maybe, maybe we'll do a discussion in the actual podcast group instead of talking about it so much in the podcast itself. Um, I'd be interested to see how many people would like to, to like pre-order this, get it as soon as it comes out and just sort of um. Have a like, let's say we have a, an ongoing thread where we could discuss what's happening and, and all that stuff. Uh, I'm curious if anybody's interested in something like that. Next up, um, Dagashi Kashi 2 reveals Blu ray box arts drawn by the manga author. So I thought this was pretty cool. I don't know if we're going to get this in the American release, but um, the manga artist, uh, apparently, as obviously as I'm just restating it here, but the manga artist is coming in to do these, um, the artwork for the for the blu-rays that's pretty cool anyway uh so i'm gonna go ahead and stop here for a minute we'll catch up on the chat did all you right. see anything interesting because i am really i mean it's like it's like sometimes i check the chat it's like oh literally two extra things have been added and then sometimes i check and it's like oh it's the bulk of the entire chat has been has been put
1: in here all right do your homework
0: i'm doing it i'm doing it or are you talking to somebody else? Probably you're always, you're always on, on top of people for their homework. You're gonna I be a good talking dad about
1: today. Dennis Cooper as King Koopa. Come on, gotta okay. get blue program. let's
0: see. I hope they release the cards again. The blue eyes, shining dragon. So that's regarding the Yu Gi Oh! stuff. G kids release a Pompoco is rated PG. Doubt the theatrically sized balls will change it to be. <laughs> readings to six notes on the sides of drag yeah super mario brothers already has a movie that doesn't count uh i disagree um i and think bob that bob hopkins
1: uh, didn't like it bob hopkins was pickled the whole time
0: yeah uh, and, and we also got john like was
1: oh really yeah, he almost got a DUI <laughs> in the movie. <laughs> Well, that explains a lot. <laughs> had a fair advantage. He was British, so he was used to drinking all the time.
0: Oh, yeah. Actually, I had. I didn't How know about the deal. DR. I, I did hear about them being drunk on set all the time. Um. Yeah, he did confirm that? that Mario was the last name. For Mario, Mario, and Luigi. <laughs> and Princess Peach's real name is Daisy, and then Daisy became a whole different character. <laughs>
1: I still find it weird that Nintendo owns the rights to the porn parody. That way, it won't get released.
0: That's interesting. Both of them.
1: I'm not sure if they still own the baseball stadium or not. I think they sold it.
0: <laughs> was <laughs> uh... D- 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 uh. uh Oh, here's where, here's here's the comment of balls that you were that you yourself commented. <laughs> you know, what's funny. Uh, it's kind of sad, really, is that G Kids is going to all this trouble to release to re-release all the the Ghibli stuff. Guarantee one to one bootlegs of those are going to show up on eBay if they haven't already.
1: They're gone with the power of shout factory with them. They're going to outsell them anyway, so they can try.
0: Uh, all of a sudden I just got shot back to the top of the chat. <laughs> Not fair. Dang it. It's going to look for your comment of balls. <laughs> there it is. Um, By the way, recently I was, I checked my email when I first woke up and I had an email. So like the other day I went through and I unsubscribed from a crap ton of emails. I didn't want to get anymore. And I thought, okay, when I unsubscribe from an email, I'm pretty sure that they, that they take me off the list. And then out of spite, they sell my email to like marketing companies and whatnot. So I checked my email and I had this email that was an ad for walk-in baths. And, uh, I put my phone down, I ate dinner and stuff. And then eventually later I, I pulled it back up and I saw the email again. I clicked on it so I could go in and then you know, it says um, from the the person who sent it to you and then two, and then it lets you know who the email it was sent to is so that you know which email, especially when you're on your phone um, and you have all your inboxes there. And it was a person's email address that was not mine. And it, mm-hmm. it was like some female at gmail.com like it was a full a lady's full name and then i i'm like what and as i started to scroll all of a sudden it changed into a right stuff email and it changed from their name to my name i was at s- somehow temporarily on somebody else's email account really That's weird strange yeah um by the way oh there wasn't a link to it but i something else in the kickstarter news um I, I do have a link to it, but I chose not to put it in here because I was requested not to by the person who created it. Gunsmith Cats, coming soon to Kickstarter from uh, Animago. So look forward to that. Um, if you backed their previous uh, projects, they sent you a, a, a link that is only intended for people who backed the other ones. That's why I haven't shared it on the link dump. Um, but uh, there's really not much to see there other than like the trailer thing. But just letting you guys know it's coming soon. Uh, and I'm so incredibly psyched for that. The whole time they were doing writing bean, I'm like, "Darn it! It's such a shame that they don't have gunsmith cats, but they got it." And I'm so psyched for that. So, uh, anyway, as do you see anything else in the uh, in the chat? Oh, that there's some just stuff. Uh,
1: for those for those who or that mecha guy, if you can just tell me what SOTC is.
0: Shadow of the Colossus. Let's go okay. that is.
1: Somehow we got onto Gantz pre-order on Amazon.
0: Yeah, I just saw that. Uh, Lee Shonsky says he can sell me his PS4. Literally, I will. I will probably never end up even setting it up if I when I eventually get one. It's funny because. Um, I've talked about this numerous times when PS three came out, uh, I got decision fatigue from the fact that there were too many versions available. Um, and, uh, there were too many hard drive. Like, first of all, it was like 600 bucks. It was too expensive. And I was thinking like, I don't know which one I'm going to get, you know? And then, uh, they, they started releasing further versions and then they release it without backwards compatibility and I'm like, I don't like that I want it to be backwards compatible and then eventually I just decided, you know, what, I'm not gonna get one I'll wait for ps4. Hopefully that will be backwards compatible. I'll still be able to play ps2 games and in a way I can because they're releasing these um They're releasing the best ps2 games uh, in an HD remaster, but uh, yeah, I just stopped playing <laughs> playing video games at that point and um, so it was an, an interesting time of my life. Uh, but yeah, I probably won't get a PS4. Let's see. Anyway, um, I don't see anything uh, worth bringing up from what I saw. I skipped a bunch of stuff, though. Did you see anything?
1: Uh, yeah, there's one thing, but you would have read it by now.
0: Which was?
1: Uh, one Address to You. I didn't see that one.
0: Oh, the loop, uh, loop on ones. Yeah, I, I, was, I saw this one. Global anime equals no two D titties. Mm. You, you have oh, yeah. a very compelling argument there, that mecha guy. <laughs> um, Reese was saying something, so I, I skipped over the big part with where Satan six 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 popped in because I had already read a bunch of it, but now I'm realizing I might have gone too far. Uh, it's cool if you don't. <laughs> very
1: right stuff takes forever
0: oh yeah oh yeah oh okay he was saying Lupin based on the French novels right because we were yeah. talking about the global anime stuff um, um,
1: if you want I've heard heard from tweet if you want to order VHS tapes from right stuff you have to get an order slip Oh, really? that has it listed, and you can order it from them.
0: Huh. Uh, to answer this question here, Satan six 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 says, "What about the American manga? Something white, like a like is is there American?" Uh, that manga guy then goes on to say, "Is American manga even a thing?" Um, there's a lot of terrible American manga, <laughs> um, such as I think Avril Levine had a uh, manga uh, for a while, uh, or Aya. somebody like that. Um, there was one. Uh G- Gene Simmons' son w- made his own manga and mm. then later got in trouble because he had plagiarized entire panels of his manga from Bleach. <laughs> uh, <sighs> where he had just redrawn wow. them with his own characters. Yeah. So um so there you go. <laughs> yes, they are a thing, uh, but uh I don't know if they should be. Um
1: I always called it pseudo-anime, but...
0: Right. That's, or, yeah. There's
1: Geek some Rose things that... Are,
0: yeah, there's a lot of... Uh, a lot of different terminologies that we've come up with over the years for the different things. Uh, Lishansky wants to know if anybody's watching Darling in the Franks or Franks or however that's supposed to be pronounced. Um, nope, not watching it. I know what, what you're going talking on about, to Nope. Nope. <laughs> Uh, I'm gonna start that soon. I need a bit more time to finish up the other shows. So you, you, you sent me on this runaround to look for this comment. I haven't found it yet. Tell me what it is.
1: Oh, it was the VHSs. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> All right. So back to the news.
0: Uh, okay. So that mecha guy is clarifying his point here, saying he was dissed by an anime YouTuber who he won't mention, saying that it's not if it's not Japanese, then it's not a manga. You know what? I I, I stand by the statement that that uh, the terms are ill defined. Anime is just Japanese, uh, or manga even is just Japanese for cartoon. So, um, you know, it just.
1: I'm not going to ridicule someone, or I'm not going to ridicule someone for thinking how you're thinking, but for me, since this is treated as a cultural aspect. I side with a guy, but I'm not going to diss that metal guy.
0: That mecha guy. Yeah. I, I have well, no I'll, idea why it's so almost this. This
1: leave one for me that. Me. But.
0: The, the term manga ka refers to the manga author, right? right. Um, or the creator, right? So, you yes, you can understand where they're coming from, but the point is that there are um, like American artists who are creating what they are intending to be. A graphic novel in the style of manga, not specifically, not in the style of comic book. Okay. So it's not as easy as just saying, in my opinion, it's not as easy as just saying that because they're American, it's a comic, not a manga. When it's very deliberately being created in the same way that manga is created in Japan using the medium and intended to be released that way. You might not like it. You might not like the idea that they're American. Hell, if you're an American and you go to Japan, you live in Japan. Let's say that you were um, you have dual citizenship because you were born in Japan, but you're still technically an American citizen. You're you're as white as they come, and and you create manga in Japan. You know, like there's. <laughs> it's a very arbitrary uh, distinction that people have and everybody has their own distinction as to what is or is not related uh, or considered anime. So as far as I'm concerned, people, I think people obsess over this way too much. And quite frankly, it doesn't matter. There's nothing out there that says that something's not as good as an anime. If it's not, Created by a Japanese person, um, you can enjoy uh, something. You know, all, all you're doing is it's your it's your entertainment, right? So um, it shouldn't be lesser or more just because of one thing or another. It's it's an elitist way of looking at things, and it's completely backwards and, and uh, unproductive to enjoying um, entertainment if you're gonna put these you know limits on things. So for anyway, me,
1: um, for me on ahead. this one, don't lose sleep on this. One, for this topic, don't lose sleep on it. It's no, there's no reason for it. The reason I say it should be still s- still separated culturally, one, why? like for Avatar, for example, even though later on it w- became co-production with Madhouse, I'd rather consider that to be a cartoon because it's a good example of American animation trying.
0: Although that animation was done in Korea, <laughs> for the most part, right. using the well, same animators right? that the Japanese anime companies use.
1: Yes, but who wrote it? You know?
0: Yeah, that's. I'm just the saying. Like the, the,
1: the nail my point. nail the coffin on my point. Nelmaia point, Nelmaia point you can tell the different qualities between the two. Because it, the qualities are distinct, I still say to separate it because I do not want to buy... I don't want my Futurama in the anime section. I want my Futurama in the TV section. I don't want to see Speed Racer in the cartoon section. I'd prefer Speed Racer to be in the anime section.
0: Yeah. Well, let me put it this way. This uh, system we have here of organizing our topics of discussion for this stuff, this is very loose. Uh, I changed this to Kickstarter slash crowdfunding news because it wasn't always Kickstarter news. Sometimes it was, you know um, these other crowdfunding sites. Sometimes it was Indiegogo and whatever. And I just thought that this was a better way to handle it. Um, Live action anime news. These last two are not actually anime related. You know, this is just an arbitrary method for organizing things. So all it really comes down to is how you organize things. You know what I mean? So as far as I'm concerned, um, each person has their own opinion on it. And your opinion is only uh, important to whether, you know, how you're going to um, how you're going to handle uh, your own internal mental organization. So I don't think like, like I said, don't lose sleep over it and don't definitely don't bother fighting with somebody over it because it doesn't, it's not a debate so, that needs to so happen. Is
1: that your subtle way for calling me crazy?
0: <laughs> no, okay. I'm just saying that it's, it's not worth fighting over. It's not worth, um, it's not worth needing to be right over If somebody tells you that you're wrong Just agree to disagree <laughs> Move on with your life There's more important stuff in life to fight about um, Okay, so um, I'm just going to look at what this is real quick. <laughs> huh. Twins anyway, So uh, We are into the Random merchandise news revolutionary girl utena comes of age with a, a rosy alcohol this seems to be a thing now uh, maybe oh, i no. just never noticed it until we started doing the podcast but uh yeah you can buy a uh, special anniversary edition uh alcohol in japan that's kind of interesting that'd be an interesting collection to have um i feel like that would be that would be a hard collection to have though i think because not only are these usually very limited very expensive uh, but if you didn't if you missed out on one that you really wanted chances are you're not going to get it because the people who bought it wanted it uh, maybe have already drank it you know <laughs> i don't know it's just going to be it's going to be hard to to have this collection I don't know, it's got to be something where rather than collect it you should probably just get it and enjoy it if you're going to enjoy it you know like drinking oh, yeah. that's what i mean
1: so. oh, anyway talking about different collections the one that i always baffle myself with are the people who collect certain types of eggs how do you preserve that
0: I didn't know that was a thing <laughs> um, I know somebody in, in one of the collecting groups that we're in uh, collects firearms that were in anime including fictionalized ones like um, Revy's uh, guns her Beretta 92's from uh, Black Lagoon which look really nice and in the, in the, all the ones he has actually fire too they're not like replicas like um, they actually I don't know I know somebody who does it. it's pretty cool Anyway, uh, Dragon Ball Super, One Piece, and Gintama characters become adorable accessories for smartphone cable. So I thought when I first saw this that this was going to be like a keychain charm. But then I realized these things go over the charger, (laughs) and it makes it look like they're eating your phone. (laughs) So I thought this was actually a really clever idea. I was surprised I hadn't seen it before. So. Anyway, I just thought I'd share that because I, I really love the ra- I'm basically if any merchandise that's random like this I'm going to share it on the podcast cuz I just I get a kick out of it. Uh, I am sh- sharing the screen, yes. Okay. Um Shinobi 7 plans Sonic the Hedgehog miniatures board game. So
1: curious to find out what kind okay. of game what kind of game mechanic this yeah. will
0: be. You know, someday for a special like maybe like a mid podcast like we just do it live we should uh we should both get a board game um and like maybe on twitch or something we could play with um with some people like for instance not not that this would be a good example but the lupon board game which is ridiculously complicated (laughs) would be fun to play uh but the problem is when you have to um shuffle a deck you know it might work it might work
1: Oh yes, yes. you'll way. play. Then anyway, uh, you'll play poker, and we'll both use a deck, deck on each side, and somehow both of us have four kings in our hand.
0: <laughs> well, that's different, obviously. I'm, I'm, if you have I'm saying, if you had to draw a card off of the deck for like chance or whatever in Monopoly, if you didn't have them be the same, you would probably get a lot of the same cards, but it doesn't actually affect how the game is played in that regard. Um, but if you're doing like go fish or something, yeah, they'd have to be, they'd have to probably be the same, you know, you're not like I can just hand you a card through the screen, um, kind of thing. So anyway, um, girlish Pikachu makes her debut in crane games this week. So this is a big thing in Japan, the little crane games. This is it me or does it seem like there's an extra kink in the tail?
1: Yeah,
0: it's supposed to be a heart shape. No, 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 I know that that's the female Pikachu thing, but it feels like, you know how it's like a lightning bolt. It seems like, there's, I feel like there's one too many for some reason. I don't know. Maybe it, maybe know. it's it's drawn bizarrely. It doesn't look like it's drawn by the original artist. The feet are so tiny too. Anyway, moving on. Uh, kimono friends, uh, Serval can be can be with you in her PC cushion form.
1: There you go. That way, you have a typing buddy with you. Come on, friend. Let's work on that report. It's due Monday, and it's Sunday night. Have some emotional support. Emotional support during those hard times of need. I d- I
0: can't. I can't imagine. People buying this and then never end up using it (laughs) you know like like they get it like yeah I'm gonna use it during all of my uh, papers and stuff and then like they just forget it in the
1: corner
0: (laughs) anyway um, moving on Doraemon and Sanrio collaborate for ultimate cat cuteness so they have this new line called I'm Doraemon Um, again Sanrio is the Hello Kitty company Uh, so these look very these look very much like only ladies could pull them off (laughs) Are they're intended for ladies.
1: Dorymon was Ooh. already successful just being an accessory well, where it, like, Claire's, and no one knew what it was and thought it was, like, some weird penguin. Now, so, it, now it's just getting powerful.
0: Apparently, uh, Lishansky just made a uh, poll in the Open Chest Anime Podcast group regarding um, whether or not we should do the pre-order purchase watch club for uh, Legend of Galactic Heroes. I vote yes. By the way, that reminds me, um, if you're interested, uh, if you haven't done so already, I put up a poll. Uh, I went through a picture of my collection from 2009. Um, and I, I went through and I scanned and I looked for all the things that I've owned since at least 2009 that I haven't finished. And I put up a poll to have people help me decide what to uh, what to get through next, <laughs> uh, you know, to move up in my queue and when. So, I'm still judging that, you
1: for Slayers
0: having not watched it yet. Yep. I've watched some of it. I just haven't finished it. And and at the time, for the record, I only had one box set back then. That's why I hadn't watched it. I, I recently acquired the rest of it, like three or four years ago. So anyway, Aromanga Sensei fans get Meruru's mug on a mug. Mm. Uh, so this is the this is the reason I'm sharing this one. I think this is really bizarre. This is interesting enough. So it comes with the mug and like a framed print <laughs> that says Pantsu, or panties, written in the uh, creator's um, handwriting. She so I'm assuming this is line. the creator. I know this is such a bizarre picture. <laughs> That's what I was going to get at. Like, this is just so weird. So anyway, um, <laughs> moving on. Show your Ronma half style with the new clothing line. Now, I don't want to make this comment here, but I, I hate, this is going to sound so mean. I thought this was a guy in a dress when I first saw this picture. What? and Wednesday then I, I, I wasn't sure on this one either. And then when the, without the smile, it's a little better, I guess. I don't know. That sounds so, so mean.
1: Real briefly for Likonsky. What is Slayers about? Slayers is about the chaotic adventures of Lena Inverse and her, as she journeys the the world is search for loot treasure and to st- and to destroy the chaotic bouts of Chaerigdo along with as gallery and other friends uh,
0: Nunza for a while
1: oh finally oh yeah you shared this uh, can we can you run through the can you run back through that again
0: the clothing stuff yeah
1: okay Connie wore that Nabiki wore that. Yeah, they cut the names right here. Kasumi wore that. Oh, okay.
0: Akane, Hibiki, Kasumi. Okay. And then these bags. So uh, you know, it's kind of funny because on the one hand, I think it's cool that that they're releasing the outfits of the characters war. Um, but on the other hand, I feel like it's kind of cheapens cosplay. You know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so anyway. Moving um, on, uh, this one I thought was pretty cool. Newly, de- I mean, I, I like. Let me put it this way: I think it's cool that Japan embraces their their culture so much. Newly designed Sailor Moon marriage registration paper added. So when you when you sign your your um, legal documents in Japan or when you're getting married, you now can sign them on Sailor Moon uh, themed uh, registration paper. So I thought that was pretty cool. What do you what do you think?
1: Um, makes sense. I mean, we've gotten to the point of different, um, wedding accessories to have for this.
0: Yeah. These are, these are the accessories for the, uh, for the photo props that. So, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, So if you frame this in your house, I mean, it, it looks better than framing just a government document, right? You know, I think that's pretty cool. I think it's really cool that that Japan embraces the cultural icons they create. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. And that they have much better ones than we do, <laughs> because wow. this would be like I, the closest thing I could think of happening in the states is like a Mickey and Minnie Mouse, you know, one. And I'm like, no. Yeah. Oh, uh, you
1: know? <laughs> um, don't forget about the Sailor Moon condoms. Uh, to me, comparing <laughs> to, like here in Japan. Over here, you mm-hmm. ask for a parfait, here's some yogurt, throw some cut-up fruit, you pour your own granola, you're done. You ask for a parfait in Japan, what we usually see is like this tropical vacation in a cup. <laughs> okay. So much more Speaking creative. Of which,
0: than- we will talk about something like that at the end of this section. Um, so... <laughs> Animaru's Hug Pillow add-on gives snuggling more dimension. Small, medium, and large.
1: Oh, man, she's cheating. She's using a padded bra.
0: Yeah, you can add breasts to your Daki Makara pillows. These don't... For anybody who's ever felt a breast, these don't look accurate to the feel at all. I feel like this is... Well, then again, anybody who's using a docu Mocker probably wouldn't
1: know the difference. You know, it's going you know, to be a bestseller for a bra <laughs> stuffer.
0: Yeah. <laughs> for, the, for the A-cup girls who just buy them to stuff in their shirts. <laughs> Ms. Kobayashi's Dragon Maid Hug pillow, uh, pillow Celebrate Six Manga Volumes in Five Months. Um, okay. <laughs> okay. You asked me to share this. <laughs>
1: Oh, yeah, if you want to celebrate, have a good time, I guess.
0: Yeah, I guess. <laughs> uh, it's, a, it's a little bit unsettling the way Japan embraces, like, okay, these are commonly used in a sort of a perverted way. Let's put our lolly characters on them. Yeah. Um, so this, I, this is, again, it's it's Japan embracing. I feel like we've gone a little too far here, but embracing their icons, re zero themed collaboration hotel room opens in akihabara it is akihabara i guess you can't expect too much but
1: yeah it's pretty uh, tame and when
0: they when they say re zero they really pretty much just mean rem and ram <laughs> i mean yeah and then it's got these like the fat head stickers on the wall you know the um the so that's the company that's over here. that does like the sports ones. Uh, but yeah, this has got these walls. <laughs> it's just so funny. It's literally just a hotel room. And they're like, they, they probably found this bedspread on Etsy or something. And then like, you know what we could do? <laughs> Let's vectorize the characters and get them printed as stickers and just slap them on the wall. <laughs> and sell and this have
1: room where all of them just look displeased at the person. Oh, I don't
0: know. I just think this is really funny. All right. Final Fantasy celebrates 30 years of music with a two-disc Blu-ray set. Jesus. So uh, this is, the, say what?
1: How much music?
0: Well, Final Fantasy 30th Anniversary Tracks, um, 1987 to 2017, features over 100 tracks with accompanying images. So um, if you were to play this, I'm just going to skip through it. There's, it plays music while playing clips from these uh, the games and stuff. And it's on Blu-ray. And when I first saw this article, I thought, that's really bizarre that you're going to sell this as a Blu-ray set. Because if you wanted the music, you're going to want to listen to it. But if you read the article, which I did... Um, it says that the tracks are the disc also include MP3 files for use with iTunes and other programs as a bonus. So um, getting the Blu-ray uh, also gives you the ability to listen to it on the go. So I thought that was uh, pretty cool.
1: Okay. I wonder now, if that includes the next, like yeah. the anime soundtracks or the data of light series.
0: Um, Probably not. how many of the anime, first of all, I'm pretty sure it's mostly the games, but okay. uh, um, how many of the anime actually had really good music?
1: Mm, can't say for the VHS one, but the Unlimited I thought had pretty good music.
0: Uh, Unlimited was a bad fever dream for me.
1: Fe- uh just... oh, I hate to hear that. That just sucks, v- dude. It's just another version <laughs> of Alice in Wonderland.
0: But the amount of reused animation in that is it's like they're mocking you.
1: Oh come on. And you can't just... really say that if you're watching like a Mecca show where you have the giant transformation or magical girl show.
0: Look, there's a difference. Sailor moon, for example, has a very well animated um, and visually pleasing and very, you know, just, they, they put a lot of time, I like you the know, they, they the intentionally, they intentionally put a lot of time Into the transformation sequences in Sailor Moon and mech shows and whatnot because they're going to be using them over and over again in Final Fantasy Unlimited they're using a CG sequence that looks like it took them 10 seconds to make and all they're doing is swapping out the colors of the caster shells uh, in the gun okay and they use it like 30 times every episode I I think I stand by my statement. guns
1: take a lot of bullets.
0: Jojo's Bizarre Adventure attraction offers horror maze and cafe. Now, actually, don't really care about that title at all. I just wanted to show you guys. <laughs> hey,
1: that's uh, a part thing. Of
0: so, so they had, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <That's why. laughs> Goods will be uh, for sale featuring the attraction's key art, and you can pop. You can stop by the cafe for a pick me up of a themed menu, which includes. A Dio's Bed Sandwich in Oro-Oro-Cola. So if you look at the official site, they've got a couple more. uh, And and they're a little bit bigger. So I just wanted to share these with you guys because I I got a kick out of that. I thought that was really funny that they're just sticking like a a card, a printed out card of the characters on top of a drink. And you know they're going to sell tons of it. Oh, poker. I want these. If anybody's in Japan... If you can get me the poker chips that have the characters' faces on it that was my favorite part of the of that series um where did that happened, where they,
1: when they,
0: that was so amazing i love that 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 had me on the edge of my seat the whole time i was i thought not because it was like really um suspenseful but because i was so interested in in the way that the creator um araki that's his name right the way that he was coming up with for for to continue that segment was unbelievable i thought it was so clever i definitely I'm going to find these on eBay sometime. I need to own these. <laughs> um, but yeah, so here's the, uh, here's the food here. So I thought you guys might enjoy that. Oh, this one especially. <laughs> I love JoJo. Anyway, so miscellaneous news. First of all, you know my thoughts on this. No anime win at 45th Annie Awards. Who well, Annie cares? Can go.
1: <laughs> well, Annie can go have a hard knock life.
0: Okay. So, guess what, guys? What's this? VFX Japan Awards nominates Napping Princess Blame, Lou Over the Wall, Land of Illustrious, and Kato? Unbelievable! These are all anime. What do you know? There's a... There's a uh... <laughs>
1: See, see There's Japan a, a awards itself.
0: ceremony that is specifically related to Japan. Wow, I bet these awards actually mean something. And if if uh if that doesn't float your boat that an award ceremony is Japan specific, how about this? Why don't you go vote? The week 3 voting is now underway at the Anime Awards on Crunchyroll. Go for it, guys. If you actually care this much just do it. Like god, stop needing somebody else's approval on your favorite show. Now, I will say this. Manga author Naoki Urasawa wins two awards at the Anglomay Festival uh, in France. Now, if anybody deserves to win an award, it's Naoki Urasawa. So this seems like it's really great, except guess who else won? Fairy tale Creator. So awards mean nothing, all right? They mean nothing, <laughs> all right? Enough of that. Moving on. Move up the rest of these articles.
1: I like how I posted two of them and you went to just add six more to it. Yep. I don't give a crap about award shows either, but oh well. <laughs> Especially yeah, with that the stuff.
0: One. Yeah. Oh my God. Who cares what the Academy Award people think? Uh, so February 1st is officially recognized as Pre Cure Day in Japan. Toei Animation's long-running Magical Girl girl series Precure started its history on February 1st, 2004, when the first episode of Futari-wa Precure was aired in Japan. As part of its 15th anniversary, Japan Anniversary Association announced that February 1st is now officially recognized as Precure Day in Japan. So again, this is another example of Japan embracing their, their icons. I think that's really cool. I have no idea how people would even celebrate this. It's probably one of those uh, those days that nobody even thinks about. But uh, eh, I just think it's cool. I think it's cool that Japan's doing this. Uh, and again, it, but I will say this: if there was a Mickey Mouse Day in America, I would never even care. You know, but mm, I, I just celebrate
1: think it like Fried Baloney Day.
0: Yeah. Uh, Evangelion bullet train goes out with an anime bang Now first of all I just want to share a clip from this This is such a cool train Let me read this real quick uh Before I Fans were able to drink Masato's wine Here, announcement by Uh, Kaworu. uh that, That's Kaworu Is this Kaworu, is that how they wrote his name I've never seen it written huh. out there
1: Okay that's how you spell Kaworu
0: is that? I don't know. Is that a different character? <laughs> that's the that's the white haired guy at the end, right? Think so. I it's been years. Uh, and with the right ticket, t- take a sit, <laughs> take a seat in an Evangelion cockpit, which is what I'm about to show you guys. So,
1: so it like Willy Wonka, again, but forever.
0: Again, embrace the icons. This is so freaking awesome. <laughs>
1: If the I mean, I probably would never pay the extra money
0: it. to do it, but I just—I just think it's really cool that that Japan does this. So, uh, regarding the title here about them going out with an anime bang, this particular train is going to be featured in a show called uh, Shinkalion, uh, which is about. Um, uh, transforming trains right uh so they're going to put the actual evangelion bullet train in it and it's going to transform into this robot so that's pretty cool i just i really think that it's neat that uh japan I, i think that japan i mean it's important to us as anime fans but i just think it's cool that japan appreciates uh and they give like proper um appreciation to some of their biggest exports their biggest you know icons their you know I think it's cool that they really actually um, sort of do this stuff. So
1: on this topic in in the previous same topic, there was some news about two years ago that they finally let the opening theme for Evangelion to be hit in karaoke bars. It was a number one for a long time. I wonder if that's still true now.
0: A different article all of a sudden.
1: I don't know. I guess you closed (laughs) it by accident.
0: But how am I, a, huh? I just reopened oh, the post-tab I probably tab actually clicked a... on the
1: link. I oh, know, but I Sh- can't Sh-
0: go back. <laughs> yeah, anyway. all right. It's so It's coming, Mar-
1: coming to Netflix on March 29th. Shinkalion? Yeah. That's what hmm. the title said. Oh, uh, yeah. I'm, I'm glad it's getting more... The Evangelion Bullet Train's getting more publicity. Okay, city workers recreate laid-back camps. Mount Fuji visual. Mount Fuji. I will... The reason i wanted this to be shared because i like this it points you to a place that you can travel to it points to it shows you how dedicated they are to their well to an animation's work or it's just a really good pr event it's something to it's something of interest to do and to make a goal to vacation towards if it's still around
0: you know it's actually it's interesting that you say that because this kind of goes back again to the to the a, a different realm of this whole sort of iconship is that, uh, for instance, your name. The scene at the end of your name, where they're walking on the stairs, that, or I don't even know if if it's from that part or if it's just the the visual that they created to promote your name, where the characters when they're younger are on the stairs, um, that is a real place that people go to and take that picture. It's like it becomes a tourist attraction, uh, which it it is a tourist attraction because of the fact that your name. Is so it it, like you know broke all those records in the box office and everything and it became such a big deal. But I'm just saying I think it's cool that and this is something that Shinkai in particular does, where they where they do that you know and it it, like as you were kind of uh, talking about here, um, it's sort of what you're talking about. So I I, that is cool. I I think that's um, I agree. Anyway, moving on. Uh, I, I don't even have anything to say about this. I just want to show this image. <laughs> Dragon Ball Z Super Saiyan uh, 3 hair is pretty awkward in real life. So there's actually uh, a video here, uh, but but the, the thumbnail basically shows you everything you need to see.
1: Yeah, I don't, I don't know, Oracle Rider. I, I thought it looked pretty awkward in the show as well. Like Goku's <laughs> head grows triple the size with a huge forehead. Looks Yeah, like not only that, but he, he,
0: the reason is his forehead's bigger is because he he loses his eyebrows.
1: Yeah, that too.
0: Yeah, At least and, they and they didn't lose their eyebrows. That's that looks bizarre. <laughs> oh yeah. Anyway, um, so a semi-scientific analysis <sighs> of the large flan dessert seen in the fifth um, episode of A Place Further Than the Universe. So they actually sat down and did the math here, <laughs> estimating the uh, size here, and determined you need a
1: bucket to make that.
0: That the recommended calorie intake per day is around 2,000 calories, and this pudding could keep somebody fed for 21.504 days. So, I thought you guys might find that interesting if you want to look into the actual math on that a little bit more. Super Mario Odyssey producer reveals the truth behind Toad's head. Now, I really didn't care about this. Uh, The only reason I even shared this article is because the first thing that I thought of when they said this is I thought of this scene from the, from the mm. Mario cartoon where Toad takes off the, uh, um, Turban. the mushroom cap and he's got like the hair sticking out. So I, I thought it was, I, I enjoyed the fact that somebody else thought of that and shared this. Uh, I think that this is getting way too much. Like I, I saw people like discussing it on Twitter and I just thought that this was so not a big deal <laughs> and I couldn't believe how, how important this seemed to be to, uh, because people, you've you know, read are,
1: this, what is the secret behind it?
0: Uh, well, the thing is that it's, it's part of his head. It's not actually a hat. Ah. Right? Um, and I, I feel as though the reason that they that they even had to say that, uh, or the reason they made that distinction is because of this particular image here, where where he's got the headphones seemingly just on a hat and not on his actual ears. Right. And then they're like, no, 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 it's it's his head, you know? So I don't know. I'm curious what you guys think about that. Um, So this is the one I've been dying to share with you Finland goes anime to get young people to vote in their presidential elections. Please, for the love of God, join the podcast group, go to the link dump, (laughs) check this thing out. I'm only going to show you clips of it. You have to hear it, though. It's so bizarrely funny.
1: I can't hear anything.
0: So they have like the members of parliament, and it's all in Japanese.
1: (laughs) Ooh, and people complain about Kappa Mikey.
0: What's what's this? (laughs) Anyway, watch it. It's so funny. It's just just so bizarre. Uh. Heard. Woo. You have to see it, Aggie. The music and the sound effects are so funny. Japanese police arrested five members of Chinese manga scanlation group. I actually meant to read this before the podcast and I forgot to. I'll just read it now because it's so short. Five prefectural police departments in Kyoto Yamaguchi, Shizuoka, Mie, and Shimane announced on January 31st that they had arrested five Chinese men and women in age. Of 23 to 28 years old on charges of copyright infringement the five were are accused of posting illegally translated Japanese manga game and game magazines onto the internet without their copyright holders permission in order to make them available for free to many uh, to the many and unspecified persons. They are believed to be members of the infamous Chinese group, which, God, I can't read that, uh, that has been involved in illegal uh, translation and online distribution. According to the police investigation, they translated and posted Japanese manga, game, and game magazines, blah, 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 blah. Between January 2015 and January 2018, um, knowingly they would be distributed uh, illegally. They have already admitted guilt, saying, We translated them for my friends to read. This is the first arrest of the group's members in Japan. So, anyway, um, I don't know. Just thought that would be worth uh, bringing up that these scalation groups. I mean, it's it's such an inconsequential amount of people—five people getting arrested. It's interesting. Uh, I think that they were able to trace them and and, and actually capture them. Oh, yeah. um, and it's interesting that they were operating inside Japan, because um, I would have thought that they would be buying the manga themselves and then taking it to someplace outside of japan uh or or even importing it i don't know if it would be doable but you know importing it to china and doing it there you know i don't know um
1: well at the same time a lot of people that work within the industry because they don't get paid that much probably really scan scans relations for some people so
0: i just want to address Old man says, "Get in the train, Shinji." I like that. Uh, so this article here, good.
1: They keep giving that Shinji idea. a hard, hard time because he doesn't get in the robot. But you have that whole family conflict of his dad banning him, him, and no one treating him right till that point. I and think again. it's the meme.
0: Ah. <laughs> People are commenting on the meme a man concerned over his family's future due to wife's decision to name his second daughter after a certain anime character uh now take this with a grain of salt um i can't that's an image no i can't even select it it's uh, down here my wife loves Cardcaptor Sakura, and although it's not her only reason, if our next child is a girl, she wants to name her Sakura. I do think that's pretty sweet, but since our first daughter is named Rin, <laughs> if she is going to name our next daughter Sakura, it's definitely going to turn into that. And obviously, this is a fate that reference, anyway, uh, or a Fate series reference. So, um, yeah, we've talked about some weird stuff on the podcast before. That's all I've got to say about that. Um, eh, I, in in Japan. you know, it's not like you're naming your kid Daenerys or, or Khaleesi or whatever, whatever has been huge over here because of game of thrones, you know, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. It's funny that it's, it's his wife's decision uh, to name uh, the characters that be in rather than his, you know, usually it's like, I want to name my son Goku, blah, 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 all that crap. Um, That's usually a Western thing though. Um, Anyway, you have anything to say, Augie?
1: Um, yeah, this is, this is something I can see people doing. <laughs> uh, I'm not sure. I'm not sure if there's any other things wrong with the household, but oh well. Then again, for some people, I don't think women need to be naming children because you have a guy named Ashley in this modern day and age. I'm sorry, but that's not a male's name for now. But. <laughs>
0: Okay.
1: <laughs> that, or I have a cu- that, or someone decides to name their boy and girl Logan and Riley, and Riley's the boy's name, and Logan's the girl's name. Ugh. All right. Um, Sony you. Sony hops on. Sony hops, <laughs> Sony hops, hops on, on the vinyl bandwagon. The vinyl, vinyl bandwagon
0: for band 29 years. Sorry, I was just reading it for you. Go
1: ahead. anything to say about Tony- this? Why is this coming back? This should be not here.
0: <laughs> it's funny because I, I had recently talked behind the scenes with FTD and, uh, and Augie about how they don't even make vinyl record players anymore. This is so dumb. Oh, man, and then like oh, a day later, I was at Barnes and Noble and I, they were selling like, not only were they selling vinyl um, like uh, record players, but they were, like new technology, like they had been created in the last year <laughs> oh, yeah. and they weren't like, you know, the giant horn version of them. So, um, yeah, I they, still, why, they still make them.
1: I understand why the music industry would love for, for people to swap back to a vinyl instead of CDs. Aside from audio quality, people can't copy music from a vinyl as easily as they could for CD.
0: Actually. What they used to do uh, when my parents were growing up is they would pour paint over the uh, the record, let it dry, and then peel it off and have a copy that was inverted. And then they would do the same thing on the copy and get, get it back. Uh, and, yes, yeah, so it's actually, I mean, maybe not as easily as just being able to stick a disc in your computer and do it. But, yeah, it's it's not that hard um, oh, yeah. to make copies. So. Best Buy is pulling CDs from its stores and people are freaking out. Uh, The title says it all. I'm just going to say that the fact that Best Buy is pulling CDs from its stores is not... It's not the end of CDs yet in that places like Amazon and online will still have them. Just pulling them from the stores. Best Buy pulled anime from for the majority of their stores they pulled like only select few best buys were still going to have the enormous selection they had back in 20 uh uh, 2008 um so they decided to pull anime down to just a much smaller selection so uh, i'm I'm not i don't think this is the beginning of the end yet i mean perhaps we're already there but i think it's going to be a slow burn and in terms of actually buying cds and whatnot i don't think it's going to be uh, gone from Do they, uh, they
1: mention DVDs or just CDs itself? Because there are scenes that run around.
0: No mention of DVD.
1: No mention of DVD. No
0: mention of Blu ray. No mention of movies. So I don't, I don't see anything. Yeah. Uh, but
1: then again, at the same time, for someone that, for my collection, I never bought anything from Best Buy. So it doesn't hurt me.
0: Do you not have Best Buys near you, or
1: I have one near me? You? Just I never find a good selection there. Well, oh.
0: back back before two thousand eight, they had, they had like, at least comparable to because they, they were organized differently. They had selections comparable to and probably slightly bigger than what was at Suncoast, um, but just not not necessarily better selection. That's um, what
1: I've. That's all I've always heard. Just. I was able to finally drive myself there since I wasn't allowed to drive to the next town. I totally missed that, and apparently Target's going to follow them as well for that trend.
0: Right, that's what they said on that previous article. Okay. So, or they they suspected Target would be next or something to that effect. So, uh, Shout Factory shared this article on on Twitter in defense of physical media, why you should keep buying Blu-rays and DVDs. Now, I'm not going to go ahead and read this through here. Hey, my dad was in this movie. Um, but uh, I have to say, the argument this guy puts forth uh, is not very compelling. <laughs> I think that there's a much more compelling argument that could have been put forth, and I, I am saddened by the fact that this is the best argument that's been put forth yet. Uh, it's, it's kind of the obvious stuff about like, well, what if, what if you want to watch a movie and, and all the streaming services like Hulu and Amazon and Netflix and all don't have your movie, which is no. the case with Air
1: Force One. Either way, with with that being said, not everything's going to be streamable currently anyway, because with Netflix, you have the streamable stuff. Then you have their mail-in-order DVD subsidy, mm-hmm. which, if you want to find something that streaming doesn't have, more likely the subsidy would have it. Uh, sure. That in, do you really want someone to control what you watch? Right. in your particular not, genre or do you want to
0: i'm not saying i'm not saying i don't agree at this point i'm just saying that i feel like, like there are more points that are not being considered that I'm, i wish oh, they yeah. were but now that we are done sharing those articles augie why don't you go ahead and look through uh Yes. Uh, Lishansky says my Barnes and Noble has a large selection of anime, but it's all max MSRP. Yes. Don't ever buy anything from Barnes and Noble. They, they really really overcharge.
1: Uh, well, there's that subsidy subsidy of Barnes and Noble that I like, which is called Second and Charles.
0: And they also have um, Manga Mondays or whatever, where they do that. Uh, oh, yeah. So there's that. Speaking of where that. Where they do like two for one or whatever.
1: At uh, At Second and Charles, they had a special event due to a certain manga having its last chapter and they gave out free samples. Samples of some of their manga that you can read.
0: Were you showing I'm so, okay. oh, sorry, I, I wasn't looking. I Just wasn't looking. Were you sh- uh, it okay, might have I so, think it was.
1: So once again here's the sampler ones which oh, we glad okay. sampler mm-hmm. still around. And then you yeah. have a comic form of the last chapter of fairy tale. Which is a series I know nothing about. Yeah, aside from um, it's like so, Rape Master, but not Rape Master.
0: Shall we do the hashtag OCA podcast after now, or we should probably wait till after? Um, let's wait till after our love, uh, the My Love Story um, discussion.
1: That'll work. That'll work. Right. So, My Love Story or or a Monogatari, the one the one Monogatari series that finally. It's not about the guy learning how to write.
0: What's interesting is that ore monogatari does not translate to my love story.
1: What does that translate to?
0: Okay. So in Japanese, you have watashi
1: mm-hmm. or
0: what, you know, watashi wa, blah, blah, blah. Like that's, that's an I, right? Or me, depending on the context. There's boku, which is the masculine form. And then there's ore, which is the slang masculine form. Uh, There's a scene in in, uh, Your Name that has a very interesting way of how they had to handle it in the English one because there wasn't a good way to translate it, where, um, spoiler alert, when the characters switch bodies, when the female character, Mitsuha, is in the male character's um, body, she's using Watashi, and um, the male character, whose name I forget, his friends are like, Watashi? And he's like, Boku? Boku? Ore? Mm." You know, like because the the way that um, he talked when he was actually – you know when it was actually Mita in, in his body was incorrect to how they're used to their friend talking, right? So, right. um, um, all right, L- Lishansky, have a good night. Um, thanks for stopping by, buddy. and thanks again for for all the stuff you've been doing to help the channel behind the scenes. Um, anyway, but but ore, it should be technically I think it should be ore no monogatari, but it's like shortened, right? Uh, how they do that, right. like with uh, regrets. The ag- well, It sounds like it's more true Mexico. to the
1: character because he would try. He wouldn't. He probably wouldn't be all proper in his speech.
0: Right, but the thing is that it's ore monogatari. Monogatari is tale or story yeah. or whatever. So it's literally just my story, not my love story. So I don't know. Um, but it, it's an appropriate title for them to have changed it to in the English one. Uh, I'm going to grab mine real quick.
1: As he grabs his, a brief introduction to the story. It's a romance of a high school Sasquatch that fell in love with a high school chipmunk.
0: (laughs) So, yeah, I've got the uh, limited edition, which is quite nice. And I've also got the DVD one. I actually bought this by accident. Um, I didn't know that there was going to be a limited edition. And then, like, as soon as I bought it, like, literally, the day I bought it on Right Stuff... Um, this got announced or whatever, or like, that's when I found out about it. It hadn't, hadn't actually been released yet. So I tried to cancel the order on right stuff for the limited or for the DVD. So I could just get the limited edition, but it was too late. They had already shipped it out uh, or whatever. They, they couldn't stop it by the time they were able to get my email. So, uh, yep. So,
1: so a serious take on it. We find, we find two best friends. One, the one is a pretty boy. The other one is this hulking, mass that is still a child, but people fear him. And he and they saw a groper on a train harass a heist. Pretty boy, yep. Suna, oh, Suda,
0: go. What's his name? Gota, what's his
1: name? Gota,
0: Takeo, Takeo,
1: Gota, yeah, Takeo, Gota. So, on the
0: you go ahead and talk, I'll point to pictures.
1: On the subway train, there was this lecher harassing a high school girl, which. Pretty boy, <laughs> okay. point, Tom, tells Goda <laughs> that she is being harassed, so they pretty much picked up the thug, took him to the police station, and he was the thug was being very uh cowardly <laughs> and.
0: He was being really rude, saying like she was asking for it, and you know oh, yeah. like, hey, she enjoyed it, uh, right?
1: And Gota got enraged and punched the guy so hard that he almost <laughs> shattered the desk.
0: No, he like punches him into a wall, and it like leaves a crater in the wall.
1: And because to, of the, to
0: defend her honor,
1: because of the Japanese high school traditions, if you do do some sort of misdemeanor, you're suspended from school. Which yeah, that's what happened to him on the first day.
0: Something Lucky. I feel like should be addressed real quick. Um, this character is very, he has a very similar uh, personality type to when we did our podcast where we watched golden boy and um, Kintaro, where both of those characters who happen to be named Kintaro um, had this personality type where just their, just who they are, Causes everybody that they interact with to end up really liking them, right? Oh yeah. Um, so, so this character, um, he saved the girl without any selfish reason to do it. He punched the guy just because it, it felt like the right thing to do. It wasn't to try to impress or anything. Um, and that's just that's just who this guy is. All right. So go ahead and continue, Aggie.
1: So the rest of this, rest of the series, which is a comedy romance, is a. Uh, go to trying to maintain his relationship with his best friend, trying to keep his sensibilities or reminding him. Mm
0: -hmm. So they
1: do stuff like trying to set up their friends, friends to go out with dates. They try, they even deal with his mother being mother being pregnant and having a child. We get to see how, how these characters came to be from their parents. That Uh, was an
0: interesting arc. I thought for her to just all of a sudden become pregnant (laughs)
1: Oh yeah. Also,
0: also, Takeo's dad, that suave mofo, oh, yeah. <laughs> reminds me so much of. Um, he's like a cross between. He reminds me of Brack's dad from the Brack show. And I, I, yeah. I, I like to believe that Takeo is actually the nephew of Golgo Thirteen. <laughs> that's what there I. That's how go. I got uh, going through the show. I just like to. Uh, that was like the. You know, sometimes you just tell yourself something because it makes the show even more enjoyable. (laughs) So, anyway. um,
1: Let's see. The dad. He kind of reminded me (laughs) of the king from uh, Katamari Damashi. Yeah. with some (laughs) uh, voice acting.
0: Let me uh, me see if I can pull up a a picture of him.
1: (laughs) Ooh, and so tan for being an office worker. Just so tan. (laughs)
0: Hold on. Why does, why does Google have a theme? The Google uh, doodle or whatever they call it is is like ice. Oh, shoot. I got to hold on. Can I do this? Oh,
1: crap. Hold on. Do it. Do it.
0: Can I do it? I, I'm trying to hold on. Hold on. I'm trying to put this into this. Rage. Okay. I can't do it. Hold on. I got to pull out of full screen mode to share this image. Here
1: we go. to another way for me to... What I want him to be is like a serious version of Kiniku Man just because he has the <laughs> big lips and muscles.
0: So th- this is the dad.
1: Hello, son. Go roll up a star.
0: <laughs> That's such a great scene. Uh
1: I love the visual puns like you see like the picture they yeah. with the gorilla he they do a lot of yeah a lot of different stuff with the main character if you get a chance check out the manga covers for it and sometimes it'll it'll just display a mo his current emotion on his shirt if he's wearing like this bland colored shirt
0: Yeah that was something that they did a lot was that the shirts always had like he was he was going hiking in the mountains his shirt said mountain you know, and all that stuff. But it was funny because it's like his shirt always also applied to, like you could describe him that way, you know? Um, kind of almost similar
1: uh, to uh, Norcoida.
0: Yes. Oh, my AirPod fell out. <laughs> um, anyway, so um, as far as the actual series goes, um, this was an example of a show that really watched itself.
1: Uh, in my oh, oh, it's okay for you for you to use that term when reviewing, but if I say it, I'm bad. What, what did referring I, to, no, to no. Dakoita from last episode? No.
0: I didn't say you were bad. I just said that I didn't think of it as a show that watched itself. I said that, that for me, if both I this show it, and
1: Dakota, <laughs> my love story and Dakota are very easy or very easy to sit through and watch.
0: Okay, so let me, let me put it this way when I think of a show that actually watches itself, that means that um, it's sort of over before you know it. Um, You watch more episodes in one sitting than you were planning to, Um, you know, stuff like that, where it's like uh, with Dokoida, I watched like two episodes a night and it was easy to stop watching it and, and wait till the next night with this show. um, I watched it with my wife and we watched it at night. It was actually a really funny moment. Now that I think about it, where when the, when the, when uh, what's the girl's name again um miss yamato Uh, i forget her first rinko yamato yeah um when when they are having a a particularly tender moment my wife turns to me and says their kids are going to look so messed up (laughs) yeah but um (laughs) but anyway. i'm I'm worried about
1: her living through the birth
0: Was he, they they really did it's go like into detail dang, on how heavy of like a great baby was
1: in a chihuahua trying to breed or a horse um, in a in a centipede
0: Mila come here hold on Mila Speaking mm. of which come here <coughs> <coughs> uh, uh, my dog it's a German Shepherd Terrier mix. Go figure. <laughs> they didn't know how that happened, <laughs> but I assume it was similar.
1: <laughs> do dog and not like being picked up for some reason.
0: Um. Anyway, uh, now get out of here now. I don't want to be with you. <laughs> um. <laughs> but, you
1: showed, but you showed me love. Love me more.
0: <laughs> um. So anyway, but what I'm getting at is that my wife and I would watch it. Like we we'd put my son to bed, we'd sit down, start watching it, watch like five episodes or more. And then we'd go to bed and then we wake up. And before we even get out of bed, before my son would wake up, we'd watch like another three episodes. You know, so I'm just saying, like, when I say that a show watches itself, I use that term when a show really feels like it watches itself. For Do- for me, with Dokoida, I didn't feel that way. All right. But back yeah, to. I
1: kind of felt that way with Dorkoida, but back okay, to love. You, story. you might
0: have enjoyed it. You might have so, enjoyed it that way. For me, um, my wife didn't really uh, like Dorkoida. The reason I, this show watches itself is because. My wife was really into it. So we were constantly looking for ways to continue to watch it. And it was also somewhere we had to because um, with something like Dokoida, I can watch it without her. And it's like when I'm up at night and she's asleep during the night so I can get through it. You know, with this, we had to look for ways to watch together. But beating that point uh, to death getting back to the show, it was a very fun show. Um, It was a very feel good show. Okay, and I actually took some issue with that. To a degree, because I had to reconcile the fact that there is a show that I can't stand. Uh, oh my goddess! Hate that show! Absolutely <laughs> abhor that show! For the reason that that show um, doesn't go through any problems that couples actually have. Okay, that's that's how I described it in the past. This show kind of the same thing but the difference is that with oh my goddess they come up with a bunch of bs problems (laughs) manufactured drama that is so obnoxious and annoying because it's never going to actually happen in real life all these characters are so uh uh, they have so little self-esteem that they're like oh no you must hate me i'm gonna go back to the heaven realm and you'll never have to deal with me again it's like oh bell dandy i love you but just kill me that's so sappy and stupid right? Obviously, you never show, dated an not angel. Not the same. Okay. You know how I get through... Uh, you know how I got through All My Goddess?
1: Drinking, I guess? No. <laughs> no, how'd you get through All My Goddess? Because I'm still you know, not sure you finished it.
0: You know how the characters in All My Goddess have the facial um, markings on them? Yep. Have you ever seen Viper GTS? The hentai?
1: I have it, but I haven't seen it
0: that the demon characters have the exact same sort of motif going on. Right. So I told myself that they took place in the same universe. And what's funny about that is that the angels and Viper GTS are all futas. <laughs> so I, I, I had like a secret chuckle every time, every time uh, bell dandy was embracing. Uh, I forget the guy's name, but I always thought like, you know, anyway I, I, I got a chuckle out. That's how I got through the show. Um Anyway. So <laughs> with, uh, with my love story, um I, I really enjoyed it and i thought that it's very very sweet but it's one of those shows like for instance like um in in the office that the american and also the british i'm, I'm gonna re- relate uh, on the um american one here there are and it gets progressively worse as the show goes on those moments that are just like so awkward and it's it's uncomfortable to watch and it, it gets that fever pitch when they hit scott's tots which is that that episode that don't, nobody has ever seen more than once because it's so unbearable right um there's shows that kind of have that feeling and then there's um shows like this where it's so sweet that it's just it's obnoxious right um or or even um they in, inject as they did with oh my goddess that like manufactured drama like i've talked about this in the past one of the things that i can't stand in screenwriting is when you do the the buddy cop sort of style picture the show about the two friends and there's the the stupid misunderstanding in the middle of the movie you're like oh great i get to sit through 15 minutes of them being mad at each other only for them to resolve it right before the end and it's just so predictable and obnoxious and annoying and it's always based on a freaking misunderstanding It's always something where the audience sees from a mile away that that's not what happened, but they're Mm. bitching about something, you know, and it's just, it's really obnoxious. This show is, doesn't have that. They managed to keep the show interesting with just being this sweetness. And it's like, it really rests on the shoulders of the characters and the personality types of them and how they handle situations. And I thought that that was really, really well executed. Um, And there's like, for instance, um, a good example is this scene on the back. I don't know if you guys are able to see this. No, probably not he was hiding underneath the bed in uh suna's room at this one point and uh rinko uh, so basically to to establish what's going on here the big guy uh gota he is convinced uh because of how things have gone throughout his whole life growing up living next door to suna that whenever there's a girl that he's interested in um she's not interested in him but. He, she is interested in Suna and Suna always turns them down right now. Um, when, when it comes to, um, uh, Miss Yamato, uh, he has convinced himself that, uh, she's falling for Suna and not him. So he's this he's resolved himself to support their relationship and sacrifice his own feelings and support, miss Yamato and Suna's relationship even though that relationship doesn't exist it's all fabrication in his head that he thinks is happening um because they're both really timid specifically miss Yamato doesn't know how to express that she's actually um fallen in love with Goda, right um so he he's at Suna's house um discussing the thing and, and as soon says uh no um she's in love with you, dude. Like you've been misreading the signals and you won't believe it and stuff. And he's like, look, she told me herself. Like, and he's like, no, you, you must be misunderstanding. And then it turns out that Rinko uh, Yamato shows up at Suna's house to talk to him and uh, (laughs) go to hides (laughs) underneath Suna's bed, which at first (laughs) he's not flat enough. So the bed's like raised off the ground. And then she comes into his room and sits on the bed and basically, bears her soul that she's in love with Gota, but doesn't know how to communicate with him and stuff. And like, basically, he hears it from underneath the bed. And um, what I'm getting at is that I'm I'm going back to the idea that the way that the characters handle the situations is is very charming and funny and enjoyable. Whereas lazier writing um, wouldn't have handled it in a way that would have been able, you were you would have been able to take sort of overly sweet nature of what you're experiencing in quite the same way. Does that, does that sound uh, fair?
1: You lost me at the office, but after the office, things made sense. <laughs> <The> office, <laughs> However, yes. I'm starting to think, think trying to get you to watch these company with me is not going to work out. Probably um, not.
0: For reasons that we will discuss later uh, when we get into the, uh, the hashtag OCA podcast questions. <laughs>
1: Is it because you feel like Mr. Furley? <laughs> no,
0: it's the one woman okay. thing.
1: <laughs> oh, that. Put on a wig. Uh, For me with this show, I feel like I feel like we said enough. The only other thing I would like, in my own mind, what I would like to see is uh, someone go in and redesign Gouda as like this giant penguin the whole time.
0: <laughs> I would like to see a season two. <laughs> I'll say that much. Uh, oh, although, yeah. you know what? My one concern with the show, the last three, kind of four episodes, but particularly the last three episodes, Augie, where are you? Are you guys still here? Can you hear me? Everything went dark. Uh Uh-oh.
1: There you go. You're back. Okay. back.
0: Um, anyway, uh, before we uh but continue, yeah, so the,
1: the yeah. last three episodes, by any chance, can we wait till next podcast to tackle that? That way I have better counters.
0: Well, you've already seen the show and, and the what show. I'm going to say, I, I don't think you're going to have a hard time countering what I'm going to say.
1: Okay. Go for it.
0: Really don't. All I'm saying is that in the beginning of the show, like I said, they didn't throw in a lot of manufactured drama, which is the thing that I think is very lazy writing and very hard to get into. Right. Um, But what they did is at the very, very end, so um, in the last, the fourth to the last episode, um, there's another female character that is in love with Suna and they try to set them up together and they go to the amusement park and, um, and Suna um, basically humors her. But for whatever reason, Suna's just—he's not interested in actually having a relationship because "quote unquote" it's too much work, right? Um, and uh, it results in um, it results in, in her, you know, being in the third to the last episode, basically being brushed off. Right. And then in the last two episodes, if I recall all the timing correctly, in the last two episodes, they throw in a storyline and there's another storyline. Let me let me compare it to real quick um, with that one girl that calls go to master that she like she's like he's her mentor kind of thing where she was sort of falling for Gota because of the whole relay race thing um and that was something where it felt like they were about to stumble into the oh here comes the misunderstandings and the you know and then they sort of redirected that in a whole different route and it didn't fall into the trap but the last two episodes um Miss Yamato starts working at a bakery and the guy who is like the pastry chef at the bakery, because it's like, it's kind of a big thing that she bakes cakes and pastries and stuff throughout the whole show. Um, So she starts working there and this guy falls head over heels in love with her and and she becomes his muse and he decides he wants to fight Gota uh, for her, not physically, but you know, fight for her heart sort of, so to speak. Um, He wouldn't, he would not have lasted physically, but um, that gets it, it falls into the trap, I think. Um, not as bad as other things, but I just it's one of those things where I felt like they were doing so well, and then there it gets it, it gets into that sort of trap. And I'll, I will say, okay,
1: too. Thank you for mentioning those events. It's now come back to me. Yeah, the last couple of episodes, you know, there's plot points that should have been like in the middle, because right. to execute it, that, it, it's it, too cramped.
0: It was so, yes, because that second to last episode, it's like, okay, we are establishing this thing. It's like, seriously guys you have one episode left you're going to do this with it you know like oh my goodness i just couldn't believe what they were doing you know so um then I won't, again, I'll just re- then again okay. for the
1: production it may have may have been one of those things where we're given a direction we're not going to have that many more episodes so let's do what we want so we can just get it out of the way but another season would have been just fine i mean another they're almost
0: graduated phenomenal yeah yeah, it would have been great. Um, so a uh, couple things. Um, there's a reference to the Lion King. Yep. The English and Japanese version, which I thought was interesting because they didn't reference. Uh, I would have expected them to reference um, Kimba the White Lion or something like that. But they, they specifically referenced the Lion King in both the English and Japanese version. Uh, and then uh, his, uh, his little sister, Maki, after she's born. How's Maki doing? Oh, you know, she looks like a Super Saiyan. <laughs> her hair is like picking up (laughs) uh and then um one of the things uh i'll say one last thing about this that i was um i don't i don't think this is going to be a controversial thing to say i don't i hope it doesn't turn into more than just a simple sentence here but um one of the things that i was pleasant I mean, I don't, I don't want to say I was surprised that they didn't go this route, but I was sort of happy they didn't, is that the relationship between Gota and Miss Yamato was so incredibly innocent. Oh, yeah. Because there's another show, Saikano, that involves the couple, and, and that show is, that's a, an entirely different experience. It's a little bit harder to get through emotionally, because <clears throat> there is the sort of sexual encounter aspect of it, that for anybody who's gone through that in a relationship or you know that moment of your life where you you know that coming of age aspect it it changes perspective on everything you know and in that would have very much i think ruined this show if they had actually gone that direction also would have probably killed miss yamato <laughs> let's be real here but um but i was really happy that they kept it so light-hearted and innocent um uh one uh thing i do want to say though about the uh about the the dub. Uh, first of all, Boda um, sounds exactly like you'd expect him to sound. What's that
1: problem with that one?
0: Yeah, they did a great job with the dub. One complaint, and I I can't believe I feel like I have to make this complaint so often with anime. The pronunciation of some some of the names. Um, the guy with the fro. Mm.
1: His name
0: is Osamu.
1: Right. Osamu.
0: Uh, come over here, Osamu. Like, I just, I, it drives for me nuts.
1: Go for Gota? Yeah. I say that's a pass. For
0: Goda's proper.
1: All uh, right. For Suna, mm-hmm. for Suna, he needs to, he needs to be more proper. Cause with Gota, yes, he is, I'll agree, he is proper. But the guy's a klutz. The guy's playfully boorish. He's not. A, he is no means a terrible person. But the guy's a klutz. Well, let's
0: let's say this uh, real quick, just so I don't forget. Um, the English dub is really good. It's it's an enjoyable way to enjoy the show. But if you know Japanese, you might actually enjoy the Japanese version more. Um, if you've ever taken Japanese, because there is a dynamic to the fact that his Japanese voice is very Yakuza thuggish, uh, in again, Ore Monogatari slang, literally short form missing, um, what they call, uh, particles and whatnot in, in Japanese. It's a slang shortened, you know, very, um, loose and almost rude way of speaking, Right, that he sort of has that way about him. But when he's talking specifically to his girlfriend, he uses all of the um, super polite ways of talking. I'm assuming I, I didn't listen to that particular aspect of it, but based on the way that I imagine they would have handled it, and the fact that he always calls her Miss Yamato, like one of the one of the major things in the show is that he has a he has a hard time. He can't bring himself to call her by her first name, whereas other characters are calling her by her first name. You know, so that was just uh, that's something that if you know Japanese, you may want to um, to watch it in Japanese uh, for that added little thing. If you're going to pick up on that. Um, But uh, if you don't, then the English dub is um, is a really great way to enjoy it.
1: Did they mention when I was watching it? I remember remember mom mentioned that she was a ex ex wrestler in the dub. Was that mentioned? Okay. (laughs) Um, for me, I enjoyed the show. The pace is very fast. Has a very loving and endearing charm of high schoolers getting into a romance. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: I had very uh, uh, pastel
1: for a straight show.
0: Yeah, I had a. Oh, um, <laughs> he worked at that macho place too. <laughs> <sighs> you want <know>, the cutouts? <laughs>
1: I wasn't uh, going to say that because that would be a hilarious reveal for the viewers but oh yeah that
0: God. yeah he works at, I don't he think basically he realizes works at a gay bar.
1: That oh
0: that was so funny. They were so eager to get him in there cuz of how buff he was. Um she <clears throat> was going to say something. Um hey, Mr. Nice Guy here. Oh, he's been here. Um Oh, okay. Well, I just noticed Um Yeah, uh okay. So Reese was saying soon as gay for goda I that was it was difficult to to distinguish because he's an interesting character. He's very stoic. Um Suno is very stoic I thought. Um,
1: if I read the manga I can probably tell
0: mm-hmm. but
1: through the show he's just laid back. I can't really right. tell from that.
0: You know, I got that- to say
1: ran rap scene I don't think uh, anyone wanted that. <laughs> oh my but God. I'm not going to... Don't explain it. Do it not happened. explain it. Don't explain it. I won't explain it. I'm out. just
0: saying, I forgot about that when it after it happened. And then there's a scene later where he recalls that, and the, the comedy and that timing was so perfect. Uh, one of the things that I didn't really like was um, the they do this thing that you can tell as a holdover from the manga where they have a bit of text appear next to a person, like what their thoughts are. And the text is happening so quick. So you like I, I couldn't, I couldn't even read it all. Like I, I basically just had to enjoy the show and not, and just assume I knew what they were thinking, you know, at Certain point. Oh, So yeah. uh, there's something else I was going to say, but I totally forgot what it was.
1: Is it about birthing?
0: No, I saw that you guys were talking about that. that okay. Um, Actually, um, she just got the,
1: out and started walking again. I,
0: when you have ooh. a natural birth, that is the case. It's it's an out, it's like an outpatient thing. It's it's huh. crazy, but that is in in America when you have um, when you give birth naturally, you know, like through a vaginal birth, um, you're walking around the next day, you know, like it No, no, seems no. This crazy. wasn't
1: the next. This wasn't the next day. It was the same day, or didn't yeah, transition I'm, into a next day.
0: Well, I'm saying that in, in America, um, you're basically good to go. Cause it's not really a surgery. It's actually a natural process that your body does. The problem with Americans though, is that most of their babies are overweight because they, cause we eat so poorly over here with, um, high sugar, high carb diets. So, um, people end up having, um, complications of which I don't want to describe because we'll lose all of our viewers. Uh, and, also um like hospitals require in the US uh, I believe they require you to go on bed rest cuz you you push for you know 24 hours a lot of women are in labor for uh my wife was in labor with our first kid for like 3 days before they just finally did an emergency C-section um but uh um because of that, you're so exhausted that you're bedridden. It's not that you have to be. It's just that you, you know, it's a, it's an endeavor to give birth. But like I said, mm-hmm. I, I think that the mom character was pretty tough <laughs> and she was constantly walking around carrying heavy stuff while she was pregnant. So I thought well, that. Uh, well,
1: yeah, I even said this to you, to you outside of this. If someone's pregnant, they're pregnant. They're not a potted plant.
0: Right. Gosh, I forgot what I was. I had something I was going to say. It doesn't matter. Um, so, I hate it when they remove the Japanese honorifics. It changes the tone of the relationship between the characters, says Old Man. So, I want to say, I want to clarify something on there. Um, yes, to a degree, I think you're right. Um, sometimes, uh, and it usually goes the other way. But one particular case where I actually really liked the way they handle it in English was in the original dub. I haven't heard the new dub. I don't know if it's as good or whatever. But the original dub of Escaflone, um, where Merle, I think her name was, um, refers to Vaughn as Lord Vaughn instead of Vaughn-sama uh, in the Japanese one. Um, I thought that that really worked for her... Character in the translation, um, and it, it was—I uh, thought it was just enough, you know, to uh, to make it worthwhile uh, in regards to the, you know, bringing that into the American um, version of, of talking. You know, I think Reese you know I will say like this: good.
1: Reese isn't going to like my opinion. I kind of, in a way, especially for older dubs, I kind of like it because that means I get two stories for the price of one
0: okay sure like two different especially with ghibli movies especially if you ever sit down and watch them in english and then watch them immediately again in japanese it's like watching almost like watching a whole different movie it's crazy um but uh dang it i shouldn't have let you go i that's all right i forgot it but um uh yeah so should we move on to our uh Hashtag well, OCA podcast questions? Are you well? Don't?
1: First off, do you recommend watching My Love Story?
0: I absolutely do. Um, I think that of everything that we've watched on the podcast so far, this is the first thing that I I feel like I could recommend. That I I think that almost everybody who's going to watch it will absolutely enjoy it. Um, it's it's a bizarrely it's a it's one of those shows where it's not quite a shojo. But um, it it kind of has that theme, but it's like it's incredibly enjoyable no matter male, female, whatever. Um, I remember one of the things I was talking about. One of the things I really liked about this, you were talking about them being high, the high school romance. Um, yes. I met my wife while we were in high school. She went to a different school, but you, you, you get the point. It's like we were high school sweethearts. So this um, in a lot of ways was sort of very um, touching Relatable. to our relationship. Uh, that we have been together since 2006. You know, it's like 12 years now. Um, and the goofy sort of weird romantic relationship of of that time sort of came through with uh, with my love story into um, sort of our reminiscent of, of enjoying it. Now, I will say this, though. If you are... Okay, so, Augie, you're single right now? yes you still enjoyed this show even though you're not in a relationship i enjoyed this show in a relationship watching it with my wife i i wonder if i were in a new relationship like i wouldn't i wouldn't suggest watching this with your brand new girlfriend that you just started dating it would probably be kind of weird do you agree
1: well, I don't know. Taking your new girlfriend to the baby aisle talking about babies is probably going to be the weirdest thing yes. you can get.
0: Well, I'm not saying it's the weirdest you can get. I'm just saying it would be pretty weird. I'm going to switch to mm-hmm. just one.
1: I, I, feel there. Like it's, I feel like it's a safe thing to watch in general.
0: Yeah. Especially just, if
1: you're in a horribly bad mood or things are just not going your way. Popping this will just change your, well, it's a pretty good escape and can probably change your day or mood for the moment.
0: Yeah. There was a, a part in the middle, um, that relationship with uh the guy with the fro, Osamu. Um yeah. did that feel kinda like I feel like that was a derailment from the story a little bit, um now that I think no, about no, it. It that that wasn't a terrible. Progression. Okay, but I'm just saying like um they they occasionally in the show shift focus to another couple, um right. which feels weaker than the main couple. And it's kind of I don't know. I
1: I, it, I feel like for, for it to do that, you see the stronger tree and the weaker tree yeah, makes the stronger tree shine more, but the weaker tree is probably more relatable with other point to its own demographic, other people who might be watching because that is something a lot of people
0: sure,
1: who are new I mean, to having uh, a relationship go through.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm glad you were able. That's kind of where I was thinking. I'm glad you were able to put that into words so eloquently because I, I was having a hard time sort of Getting verbally out, whatever. Thinking about it, so
1: adjectives. there's a constant yeah. <laughs> somewhere.
0: Um, yeah. So I, I think you guys will enjoy it. Anybody who sits down, watch it together with with somebody um, you've been with for a while, or watch it by yourself. I think you're going to have a good time. Um. So anyway, should we move on to uh, if you have any, if you have any relationship questions that you would like to send to us for us to discuss in the immediate near future, send them to us on Twitter using hashtag OCA podcast. By the way, apparently apparently there was an OCA podcast before us for the Oklahoma Composers Association, but uh, they haven't uh, been active on Twitter since 2012, so I think we're okay. <laughs>
1: um, yeah, we can, we can crescendo our voices much more elegantly than <laughs> they can with their fiddles. Uh, let's see... Notes, closeness, character. Humor. Oh, I, oh, I, yeah, it's his shyness.
0: That, that was something else I was going to talk about. Well, he's he's talking about in general, not necessarily this show, but we we're talking about the dub sub sort of debate. Um, something that uh, I think people grossly under um, underestimate about, like, I, I get really like sort of eye roll annoyed when people are saying like, that's not what they said in the Japanese version. It's like, you know, you don't always have to translate things to be word specific word exact on what was said in the Japanese version. Um, when the attitude, cause the thing is that there are honorifics and a polite or impolite way of saying different things. Um, in Japanese, there's like a couple different words for love, but they sort of have, um, Varying meanings like daiski versus ski versus koi versus I. There's all these different words that mean the same thing when translated to English in terms of like if you were to translate it, uh, it would mean like daiski would be, yep, yeah, I love you. Uh, that, you know, or I is the Japanese word for love. Koi is the Japanese word for love, right? There's all these things that that when you translate it to English would just come out as one word, um, but in Japanese have different meanings. Like, for instance, um, Koi is sort of like a more romantic love. Like uh, in uh, in Detroit Metal City, when we were watching that, he had that song um, where, I forget how the song goes, but the Koi Bito, right? Yep. That's lovers. That's Japanese for lovers, right? Um, and so uh, so Koi is kind of like a more romantic love. It can also be like to fall in love. Like the opening to, um, one of the openings to Cardcaptor Sakura uh, uses the line, ru, meaning, you know, falling in love. Um, that was a movie I, so, opening. Whatever. You get, you get my point. Um, I is a is a different form. You know, um, Daisuke is is more like, you know, that's like uh, telling somebody that you like them uh, when you're in grade school, kind of like it's a, it's a whole different level. So there are – so on the Japanese side, subwise, yes, there are – different honorifics in it in a whole different way of looking at language on that side. But English has its own very, very complicated, different ways to say so many different things that when you translate what was said, you have a a much richer and more full palette that can be expressed in order to make characters different from one another. Because in Japan, um, one of the things that's very interesting about anime is you often see those scenes where a huge group of characters all say the exact same phrase at the exact same time. You know what I mean? Because there's like, let's say there's only so many limited ways to say something. So all these characters say the same thing at the same time. Right, but in uh, right. in America, that's not necessarily going to happen. Um, so it seems a little bit weird when you when you hear it in in uh, the English dub, right? But in America, we have so many different ways to um, evoke the same idea, but with uh, let's say an attitude or personality difference. That when you pick up on the subtleties between these honorifics and the way that people talk and everything, that you can plug that into. Um, giving a character a personality type in the script that you write for the English dub. So that's just m- my roundabout way of saying that um, they both have strengths and weaknesses. And I think that the uh, the idea that a, that a dub line is different from the sub line um, is not always a valid argument uh, because I, I just don't think that they need to be in order to be, i uh, got to switch already, in order to be valid. So anyway, I think well, we're good on Honestly,
1: my- for the... Honestly, for those who really want want to defend its true translation, why are you watching sub when you can be trying to work to watching pure raw at that point?
0: There you go. Yeah, you could you could watch raw Japanese, meaning no subtitles. You're just you know you are understanding it because you speak Japanese. That's a good point. Um, and uh, I think it's as you said. I think you you put this really well, where you said that. Um, you sort of look at it as an opportunity of having two different movies. You know, you sit down, you watch it in English, you sit down and watch it in Japanese, you get to experience it different ways. I think it creates a more full uh, experience um, rather than one of them detracting from the other. Like when I was growing up, it's going to really date me, um, but uh, uh, Lincoln Park was a, a really popular band. May Chester Bennington rest in peace. Um, when, uh, when I was growing up, And my best friend and I at the time, um, like Hybrid Theory is a a brilliant album, right? Um, We really liked this album. And then the reanimation of Hybrid Theory came out, which is like the remix album. And my friend got like, he stopped liking Linkin Park for a while because his favorite song from Hybrid Theory, he didn't like the remix version. And I'm like, dude it's just a different version you get the you still have the original one you can still like it i never understood that mentality of oh this ruined it for me like the english dub ruined this show it's like it's a different way to experience it so anyway that's enough of that um let's go on to our our podcast uh thing i'm gonna our hashtag i'm gonna go ahead and search it see if we have any more questions i doubt we do but that's fine all right so so
1: so what uh twits do we have
0: We've got three questions, uh, and I'm going to I'm going to start by reading the uh, the one that I submitted. It's not a question; it's just the just to set the stage. <laughs> Such a great show! Oof. This is our Valentine's Day podcast. So send at Don Jobo and I all your love questions using hashtag OCA podcast, and we will give you terrible advice tonight mm-hmm. at 9 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. So our first question comes from Reese. He says, Hi, I'm 410, kind of on the tubby side, no driver's license because of my eyesight and bald. How do I get a girl to talk to me?
1: Pretend How you're Danny Dizzy.
0: <laughs> well, I'm, I'll say you've got three options here. Again, I'm giving you terrible advice. You're 410, start getting into midgets hardcore, like develop that fetish that can help. Um, number two, You could start conveniently finding yourself around places that blind girls hang out. That would be a thing you could do. But realistically, so you say you're 410, that's something you can't control. You're bald, that's something you can't control. Um, You've got bad eyesight, you can always get glasses, um, even if they're the kind that look like you've got giant magnifying glasses on your face. Uh, And you're on the tubby side, that is something you can control. So here's what I suggest you do you're bald. Get yourself a wig, but because you're short, four ten, you should go with long, real girly wigs, and just go through like the uh, Otoko Noko route, (laughs) dress in gothic Lolita outfits, and find a lady who likes that.
1: (laughs) Oh, not the Beekman's World wig,
0: (laughs) which is weird because I had planned that response, uh and now (laughs) Augie's Augie's post. Uh, With AC, meaning me, with with my distaste in, you wrote Herm, but I assume that was supposed to be a harem. (laughs) With my distaste in harem anime being because he is, quote, a one-woman kind of guy, does this mean he has a fascination with wigs? (laughs) It's like, well, now that I answered that previous question that way, what can I say? Um, (laughs) Are you implying that in order for me to uh, enjoy the the fulfillment of... um, of manly desires that I need my wife to wear a bunch of different hairstyles.
1: you're one woman guy. So I don't know what you do.
0: (laughs) Uh, The secret is to stay with one woman. (laughs) And then the last one here, I should go back to, uh, I should go back to screen sharing. So you guys can see the images associated with it. Do a review has popped in saying that he recently realized that waifu is life and he, he wants to know, have I also transcended onto the next plane of existence like him? And if not, why? Also, hashtag Sayori is best girl. So first of all, Sayori is from Doku, Doki Doki Literature Club, uh, which I believe is an American game, <laughs> trying to be Japanese. And we've, we've discussed enough on this podcast that I don't think I need to defend or berate uh, something for having a Japanese feel when being an American game. I'm not going to say anything bad about that. Because I don't think it matters, um, but I will say that uh, no, I have not transcended into this um, into this plane of existence because I do. I quite frankly do not understand the uh, the waifu craze. I do, I don't get it. I don't understand the the. Uh, I don't understand the fascination behind it or, or having the harem of waifus and all that stuff. Again, one woman kind of guy. As far as I'm concerned, my own wife is my waifu. <laughs> in fact, um, interestingly, before, before the waifu craze actually became a thing, we were, my wife and I, before we were even married, in each other's phones as waifu and husbando. Like, we created those words, not realizing that they were going to become uh, the phrasing specifically used in the waifu, husbando, like, thing so uh, or at least or at least not not knowing if it did exist prior to two, 2006 um, it wasn't um, as much of a thing as it is now let's say so nope <laughs> that's my answer there do you have any uh do you have anything about that Augie regarding the waifu situation
1: well how else are you protect how else are you going to protect yourself waifu is the greatest kung fu of all time I think Bruce Lee got out of the deadliest game you gotta I mean, have an I mean, army of females yeah. to fight for you, obviously. <laughs> All right.
0: So, um, if anybody's got anything else they want to say, cause, or we haven't even discussed our next watch club. Um, next watch club is going to be Agent Ica. I should just grab it. I think it's right here. Oh man, there's so much crap on the floor. <laughs>
1: And he is He's searching.
0: Augie probably already has it on hand, huh?
1: Oh, if you want me to get it, I'll go get it. It's right over there. Yeah,
0: no, It's right there.
1: I've got it. By the way, remember
0: I had that female prisoner scorpion thing um, yeah. a couple of podcasts ago?
1: Yeah, um, where did you end up putting it? Like at the very beginning?
0: What? No, I, I could just integrate it into the collection. But um, Discotech actually originally released that before... Huh. Uh, before it was picked up by whatever that video group was called an interesting arrow video i'm looking at the other one right here but uh interestingly when i was at barnes and noble trying to kill time while my car was in the shop um i uh i went through they have a huge section holy crap how have i not found it are you going
1: to talk about the criterion stuff
0: it's under it's it's under g for a it's under a g not a i um so i was looking in the criterion collection section and they had a bunch of those arrow video uh titles so is that part of the criterion collection Uh
1: possibly i'm not i'm not really sure
0: all right I found it, guys. I found uh, it.
1: Yeah, so like old man's reply, Wai Fu Kung Fu, what? Or Nai? Uh
0: okay. Make sure these are app- appropriate. So we're gonna be watching uh Agent Ika in and? the prequel, Ica R16, The Virgin Missions. So this is part Let of how many ups are these? Agent Ica is technically eight. Because there's seven episodes, but one of them is listed as 4.5. So, uh, and Ike of the Virgin Missions is three. So, not that not that many. Okay. Total. I, think, I, I think that 4.5 is actually a shorter episode, too. So, not that long. Um, this is part of our fan service February. Uh, basically, we're juxtaposing every year. We're going to juxtapose the first podcast in February is going to be the Valentine's Day podcast right? So we're going to watch something related to uh, Valentine's day, you know, like a love story as in my love story. Right. And then the second podcast is fan service February. So we're going to watch something smutty and fan servicey like, uh, Asian Ica, which is, um, ranked up there with Nagika Blitz tactics in terms of number of panty shots that you can get into a show. So that should be fun. Uh, So if you guys have any suggestions for next year's fan service, February, or if you have any other ideas for themed months or something we could do for a podcast, uh, I'd be really uh, interested in hearing it. Anything before we wrap up?
1: Mm. Do you think we should delay until someone else posts a question on the twitwit or just call it for now?
0: Um, well, I don't want to make, no, I'm not going to, I'll search in case anybody has. Nope. That's fine. Um, not that I can see at least cause they keep reordering themselves. Oh, I can answer questions from the Oklahoma composers association.
1: Go for it. <laughs> but there aren't any.
0: <laughs> there aren't any. There's just one from 2011 and three from 2012
1: and that's it. I um, bet all the anyway. questions is nothing but cornbread.
0: All right, so um, if that's it, then that's it. Uh, let's check the chat real quick. It's just uh, the one, the Waifu Kung Fu Nani. I got it. All right, in that case, um, we will see you guys on what day is the? Oh, oh man, I almost forgot. Real important. So two things. First of all, well, let me check my.
1: Let me make sure what that I'm we going watching out. on the eighth. Oh,
0: we just did the. Uh, uh,
1: so twenty second, then the. Eighth again,
0: hmm. right? And then the twenty second again, because of February being twenty eight days. Uh, so yeah, we'll be on the twenty second, and then yeah, what are we going to watch on the eighth? We need to, we need to determine that um, from eighth of March. Um, but then yeah, uh, we can do
1: that. I choose.
0: Um, I think we're on you your pick coming up. So okay, you should probably do it. Um, and then if anybody wants to watch, uh, any of those things that were in my list of shows that I had from 2009 that I hadn't finished watching, um, I'd be down for using that as a watch club to, to, uh, you know, allow me to get through more things. Um, oh my goodness. Hold on. Oh no, this is, I, I, I went to, I went to regular, uh, Facebook instead of instead of the main OCA podcast page, um, yeah. So well, yeah, once again, d- join.
1: Good. Oh Go well, yeah, not not next time. But you've been mentioning before that you want me to watch Steinsgate Gate eventually, right?
0: Yeah, I think that would be fun for the entire podcast to enjoy.
1: Well, in, in, I have moment. three. I have three cond. One of the three conditions must must be met. One, the first one being impossible to. More probable. Condition impossible. Get with Jamer. Get with Jamiro-
0: Jamiro- Jeremiah
1: White to finish. Jer- Jer- his name is uh, Jero- Jamiro- White. Jero- Jero- White. Yeah, that guy. Get with him to finish his fan project of Ronald One Half Declaration of Motherhood. Condition two. Get with you and your wife to finally watch Cosplay cosplay I'm fetish play. battle drones in the drones. same car style car style like you would go see a movie i will warn you you might get a divorce out of this <laughs> condition 3 put nuku nuku and gas of z, mask of z guys on on the watch list oh god
0: <laughs> oh i don't want to sit through either of those again <laughs> They're not bad, but they're just not good. <laughs> um those are impo- you. you had those impossible rankings backwards. <laughs> Reese says condition 4, do it because his birthday is on the seventh. And he wants Let's to do see.
1: Steinsgate. <laughs> something with time. I feel like there's something with time that we can do here.
0: Oh yeah, Steinsgate's about time travel. Let's do that one
1: yeah but there's another one out there that deals with time travel
0: which is the back to the future manga let's read that
1: i will think of something
0: okay so uh, since while you're thinking i just want to say um once again uh the next podcast is on the 22nd that means that by the time we get to the next podcast uh we will have passed the 20th deadline For me to get those thousand subscribers. So if you've got any alt accounts or any way that you can think of to help us get to a thousand subscribers, I would really, really appreciate it Um, because we, you know, it's, it's a struggle. (laughs) It's a struggle to get there and it would just be nice to not to, to be able to smooth over that road bump and not have to worry about it. Um, So any, anything you guys can do would be very appreciative. other than that, uh, I think uh, I think that's it for us. Um, and Augie, I have seen—I guarantee it—much weirder things than uh, cosplay, sex, battle drone, fetish, whatever it's called. Uh, I've seen much weirder things with my wife. I guarantee it. So,
1: oh, uh, have you ever watched a movie and all they did was just film the inside jokes that no one would get because they're not part of the group?
0: Of course, <laughs> I've made those movies. <laughs> Yeah, no, I guarantee yeah. I have I have sat through some stuff with my wife. I, I
1: will day. guarantee you this is something you're not prepared for.
0: <laughs> all right, all right. Anybody interested in watching uh, um, cosplay fetish battle drones? And don't, also, don't I wanna, I'm going to watch this this week. Augie, do you have this yet?
1: I do not have that yet.
0: You can just watch Kung. Oh, it says right on the back, the famous film that inspired Kung Pao Under the Fist. Yeah. I didn't realize so they must have re-released it because I looked for this when the movie first came out, and I hey, couldn't find it. This old late. man pointed
1: really? out a series. Everyone has that series. I and have. I guarantee that. you haven't seen it.
0: I I've seen it.
1: Well, crap.
0: I That series.
1: Okay. I enjoyed. It.
0: I enjoyed it the first time I watched it. Um. Uh, that reminds me, the Noen was the show that made me. Th- jumped to the conclusion while we were watching um project blue earth sos that that the two young boys were gonna were gonna that it was gonna turn out that the older guys were the younger boys from the future but that didn't happen that would have been more interesting anyway all right guys well let's go ahead and wrap it up here before we make the podcast way too long because it is already 1 30 in the morning for me so um I, ho- I hope you guys have enjoyed and we will see you on the 22nd of february all right see you then